And welcome to the next 8-4-Play podcast. I'm your host, Mark Gaming Jesus McDonald. You have found the only podcast ever about <laughs> Japan games and Japanese games. Uh, with me is a stellar cast. Uh, we're down one regular, but we have filled in with a, a special guest. Um, so let's get right to it. Uh, with me... Uh, to my right, the anchor, some might say, of the 8-4 Play podcast. Anchor, I damn near killed her. Wow, that was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and that's what we pay him for, folks. That's why he's the anchor. That's uh, yeah. JJP90 Epperson. <laughs> Woo. Uh, yeah, I started. I started doing P ninety. When I say I started, I did it one. You day. got to like P point zero five. Hey, I did the thirty or whatever. I did it. Take a good look <laughs> at him, folks. You can find animated gifs of him on NeoGaf because you're not going to recognize him ninety days from now. He's going to look <laughs> like right. um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, circa uh, pumping iron. <laughs> you know, it's Maybe funny Ferrigno. because recently there was a thread about the old uh, Gafcast. Yes. Which I was the host of, and uh, we did one video cast. Yes. Uh, and in that video, I was super skinny, like way skinny. I mean, I'm still fairly skinny, Is but this, like I was like yeah. no fat anywhere. Was this the, uh, you were like a ballerina? You were like Almost. 2% body fat? <laughs> Almost. You didn't have your period for like three months? Exactly. <laughs> um, is, is this video the same video that the legendary a video. certain friend of ours... No. This is the video that we had to, the to do after that that video. Okay, because <laughs> we, of alcohol poisoning. Right. All because right. The, uh, that one was at night. Video. That was that was at night. All this right. one was during the day. Just so yeah. nobody would go overboard. I, I still want to see that. I think the world wants to see that. <laughs> I need video. To, I need to find it. I don't I don't know. So there's also just real quick, there's also a lost uh not I don't know if I'd call it a lost 84 play or a lost one of yours <laughs> or a there's yeah. a lost GDC podcast that also was uh, hijacked by alcohol and never played for that reason <laughs> uh, that at some point we will revisit because I have the only existing copy of this. Ooh, are you going to tell them who's podcast. on it at least or is that a pretty main secret? Uh, it's me, Garnet Lee, Shane <laughs> Bettenhausen, and uh, oh, somebody else. Is it Luke on it? There. No, Luke wasn't there. Oh. Um, different people came in and out, but it, anyway... But the ambulance. It can't be heard in normal context. No ambulances because. were called. No anything. ambulances were called. Wait, the ambulance was called? You guys didn't take him to the hospital? You no, the ambulance, the ambulance came. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, yeah, we have to dig that up. But, uh, until then, um, uh, rounding out the cast, across from me is uh, John Zuby Zuby Zub, uh Ricky Arty, who, despite having not seen yeah. this season of Mad Men, yeah. I don't even think you realized what it was you were see, humming the last like six or seven days, right? Constantly yeah. because of that. It's because of it's because of Thirty Rock, right? Right. Yes. Of, yeah. Yeah. So it's a song <laughs> that was played at. A, we won't spoil anything. Yeah. But an yeah, I'm still on season three of Mad Men, so don't spoil. Uh, well, so it was an important part of the first episode of this season of Mad Men, right? And yeah, they made fun of it on Thirty Rock, and so you saw that Thirty Rock episode a couple times, the live show. It won't leave my head. And now it's stuck in your head. And now it's stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, now it is also stuck in my head. Right. Um, it's anyway. a common theme in this office, actually. When someone gets something in their head, it like kind of like, what, a, like virus. a virus. It seeps into everybody. What else's propagates? Head. What did I say the other day that you were like, "God damn it!" Now uh, you. I d- I don't remember. I don't even want to remember. Try to think of it. <laughs> Try to think of it. Um. Rounding out the cast, uh, <laughs> Brendan, Mr. Microphone, 
Pritchard. Yes, Mr. Microphone. Yes. I don't know if you get that reference or if you're too young. I'm probably too young. You are too young. Yes. Hey, good looking. We'll come back for you later. No idea. Wow. I don't even know. Does what you're anyone about. get that? No, John. Jesus <laughs> you guys even get this the simpsons had a reference to that you guys don't did they really that at all that was probably one of the many simpsons references that just went over my head because i had no idea what they're talking about okay so again real quick there was a device that was called mr microphone oh right it basically it was tv ad that you could order uh like okay an 800 number you got a microphone that was wireless and it would broadcast through like any radio that you set to like a local am station. i see as part of the commercial a guy drives up i think in a convertible and they have it turned up and he they like slow down as two girls are walking by and he says in the microphone dude that is so many commercials <laughs> hey good looking i'll be back to pick you up later and then they like zoom <laughs> off and the girls are like oh <laughs> anyway, The Simpsons made fun of it to great effect, but this is back in the seventies. I take it. YouTube, right. yes, this yes. is in the uh, late sixties, <laughs> Mad Men uh, era when I, when I was uh, working at the magazine. Perhaps in the next Mad Men episode, you will see drinking. this brought up. But the reason why I'm Mr. Microphone is that we have five microphones now, oh, yeah. and I yes. have the I have the portable microphone. That's right. And so I'm the only one who can walk around. I could dance. I can sing, and, and no we one might can make stop you me. Do I that. can sing. I feel like you, I feel like you should be uh, like. Singing like uh, your opinion and like a lounge uh, right. singer act with that. I know. I think that that might be JJ's job, considering how often he sings and <sighs> makes makes voices and stuff. I don't yeah. know if you guys want to hear my singing. We'll I'm, lose all remaining <laughs> followers. Uh, the microphone. What I'd like to get, and this, yeah. by the way, is part of our very expensive podcasting yes. equipment that we love to talk about. That we paid that we for paid for ourselves. Ourselves. Yeah. Not, um, not through some Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, God. God, who does that shit? Who uses yeah. Kickstarters? God, it's so um, lame. But I, I, what I really want is one of those, speaking of the 70s, like those oh, dude. 70s stick microphones. Like in the like match game? where they're Super long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those, are, those things are badass. Yes. With like the little ball at the top. Yes. Right, right, I right. One I of love those things. For yeah. our podcast. We need those. That's going to be our Kickstarter. It's like, Agreed. We could do it with these microphones, yes, but no. you can't imagine us all having 70s mics. Anyway. Two, two people have rounded out the cast so far, so let's round it out with one more. Speaking <laughs> of Kickstarter, who do we have here but uh, Mr. Ryan 84 Bump Payton? Oh, That's right, folks. Congratulate a ton. That's right. Thank yes, you, thank golf, you. golf clap. Thank you for golf clap. Well done. Don't don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's too loud. You're just screwing it up. Yeah. This is the power of the microphone. Yes. Right. Um, so con- yeah, seriously though, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that was a close um, one. We commanded you as people who basically made your project happen with the via the eight four bump to yeah. fly to Japan immediately, <laughs> um, so that we can consult on your game and tell you like uh, to turn it into a third person shooter. And um, maybe a little more Gears of War, bigger yeah. boobs. Yeah, um, that was JJ's big thing. Pedophilia <laughs> in there. Yeah, right. yeah. Microtransactions. It. More Not microtransactions. Maybe um, ad based. Is that what you guys were talking about? We were that? thinking. We were thinking. Yeah, like a Facebook game actually, oh, cool. and free to play. But um, well, you heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> microtransaction <new> based <laughs> and um, sprite logos. Bro, bro, bro traction. I don't even know <laughs> where that would go. But <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so. You want to say what what's going on? What you're uh, what you're doing here? What's what am I? Yeah, what am I doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. no. So uh, yeah, we finished Kickstarter last Friday, so about a week ago. Yeah, this day, the money landed in the account, and then like thirty minutes later, yeah, you're exactly, on a plane. go on a plane. <laughs> no, actually, the the money has not arrived in the account. It takes about three weeks or so. Oh, um, so you're but, still safe. <laughs> so I'm still safe. No, but I got. Uh, it was pretty cool. I got invited to uh, to t- do a talk in in China 
So uh, wow. there's a company there that uh, China. is very interested China. In, in, in learning about what we've been what we've been doing and like the experience with Kickstarter. Yep. And so uh, they were kind enough to fly me out, and I arranged a short layover or kind of stop over in Japan and mm-hmm. kind of hang out and come to the 8-4 Play podcast specifically. Nice. Very nice. Finally, awesome. you got to it. I was wondering. I think <laughs> you came to do the 8-4 Play podcast. Oh, sorry. You know, kind of thing yes. was kind of a, well, <laughs> while I'm in the neighborhood. Right. Side course, if yeah. you will. Exactly. Might as well do it. Um, yep. But this is all your own thing. This is your own personal private trip. This doesn't have to do with uh, the Kickstarter. No. Things no. right. Well, maybe I'm like Joe Guy, but but you might be doing business stuff here, but you're not using Kickstarter. Oh no, hell no, 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 of course not. Yeah, yeah, just to be. This wasn't on the like prize. This was the invisible reward tier. If you pledge ten dollars, uh, Ryan flies to Tokyo <laughs> and is on the A4 Play podcast. Uh, you didn't the see after. the uh, you right. know add a thousand dollars for uh, expedited shipping to ship Ryan to. Right. I think it was actually five hundred thousand dollars. It's funny about Kickstarter because like, you start thinking that way about wow, this is. It's. I mean, it's it's our money, but it's kind of not. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. right? Whereas, if we had got that money from a publisher, we'd be like, who cares? Like, we'll just do whatever. It's kind of like having you know? shareholders, almost yeah. kind of right. Yeah. Like, except you care more. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, for people who only know Ryan from Republic, that's with the Q U E, not Republic. Well, Republic Q. I talked about this. Kind of go the, back and uh, forth on the All streaming right. thing. Yeah. Call it what it, call it what you like, but the okay. official name I think it is Republic. Okay. In, in, Republic, okay. Yeah, um, however, if we're doing press in Montreal, it's very much Republic. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> I'll, call, I'll, call, I'll call it Republic U. But um, so <laughs> anchor, oh folks, anchor, rock, rock solid, put in the bank, delivered. Um, yep. But for people who don't know, who know you only through that, which I guess is now possible. Um, you've been on the podcast a bunch before. Our podcasting thing goes way back to the Kojima Productions Report when you were working on MGS4. Right. You spent a bunch of time at Microsoft. You now got your own studio. You kickstarted this iOS and now PC and Mac game, Republic. We're going to talk more about that later and like cool. owning your own studio. Uh, you're based out of Seattle. What else do people need to know about you? You're wearing a T-shirt that says "Neither Enemy Nor Friend." Yeah, we're in a Metal Gear 25th Anniversary Represent- T-shirt yes. that was not purchased by Kickstarter money. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be an open question. What about that uh, peach tea? That, that was purchased there? by Kickstarter. Okay. Money. Yeah, okay, that one. I mean, you're gonna take the blame. Okay, that one was <laughs> Kickstarter money. And just a tease, but I do. I brought some eight four bump numbers. I don't know if you guys want to explain what the eight four bump yes. is. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, everybody knows what the eight four bump is. It yeah. Needs no explanation. But you know, when we asked people, when we Asked our listeners, the greatest listeners on the planet. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I guess you've already given your money, so I don't need to do that. Anyway. Um, no, but they're pretty cool people. Yeah, um, we like you. When when we asked them to contribute to uh, Ryan's Kickstarter campaign as our friend and some project we believe in, we asked people hmm. to add eighty four cents so that uh, you know. Ryan would know which side his bread is buttered on um, <laughs> to, to flex our muscles, yeah. uh, so to speak. No, it, we thought it'd be a fun thing. And some people gave $84. Some people gave like $8.40. Some people gave like $8,484. <laughs> um, no, not really. But well, not that I know of. Um, we'll, we'll find out. Ooh. Ooh. But anyway, so what, 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 what numbers you got? Wait, do you want to do that now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't we just tease it? it? That's how. We, that's how you guys. You want to. You want to get into that when we talk more about. Uh, well, let's, yeah. Okay. 
We'll get into your stuff later. All right, just back down. Enough. <laughs> Enough with the freaking Kickstarter already. I've seen it on Twitter. I'm sick of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah apologies to all my Twitter followers and Facebook friends, especially my fa- Facebook friends, because I never use Face. I didn't use Facebook for like three years. Yeah. But the moment we start Kickstarter, I'm like, hey guys. Right. Oh, I'm like, you know what's up? Man? Look how I'm doing right now. Right. 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 Like your wall is just like six different yeah. posts from Kickstarter. That's cool. So good to hear from you guys. I want you to let you know about a little thing we're doing. It's like that next door neighbor that you never hear from forever, and suddenly he's up at your door being like can i borrow some a glass of milk or something yeah that was me like every day for a month and then suddenly i'm thirsty can you give me a coke <laughs> and then suddenly everyone on your twitter feed is talking about that neighbor yeah. the next day and how yeah. he gave you a glass of milk or yeah. whatever exactly um, exactly like it happens that. to me all the time we're good um, at metaphors here <laughs> so we are going to talk about uh that stuff later with ryan and republic um if he'll let us talk about some japanese games maybe yeah sorry that okay sorry, yeah go ahead go ahead great Come thank on. you thank you um yeah we're gonna talk about soul sacrifice diablo 3 dota 2 um two of those of not, not yeah, two <laughs> of three so far american games um well let's talk about those why don't we all right let's fucking get it over with and talk about diablo 3 okay i'm already kind of sick of diablo 3 how is this possible really? yes well it's because of all the it's because server of social problems. media and it's because and social of media, server yes. problems honestly i would be sick of it probably either way i don't want to be like spoils board just started but i think it's with any thing nowadays just right, kind of like, all right, enough already. Yeah, I could see that. If like, you follow like a thousand people in the gaming industry, like I do. It'll 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 cool off after like a week or so, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Anyway, let, let's not talk about that. Let's yeah, when about... when Blizzard gets their act together and the servers are, they better. apologize today. Yeah, no, and yeah. they. So let's, well, let's get into that later. Okay, sure. uh, you were actually playing the game though. Yes, you were able One to download the... it, no problem. No problem. One of the benefits of living in Japan is that we are on the America server. And we get to play when everybody's asleep. So you don't have a choice of that, though. They just decide you're on the America server? No, actually, I think we can choose. But uh, by default, we're on the America server. Okay. Don't quote me on that. But Okay, so you get home. You've already preloaded <laughs> so Everything I just said, don't, doesn't, it's not necessarily <laughs> right. true. It's but like I said ni- it. 90% sure on that? I don't right. know. Anyways, so, Mark, you were saying. You get home. Yes. Uh, you've already, you'd already preloaded yep. whatever the shit. Installed it and everything. Installed it and everything. And then the last little bit was totally fine. Just logging in. Everything was flawless. Bam. People are hating me right now, I'm sure. This okay. is like no error 37, no lag, no disconnects. You never had anything in your whole entire time playing? Nothing. And you played, so you got home that night and played like marathon four or five Four hours, hours and then the next day another four Five hours. I wonder. Wow. I wonder if part of that is our incredibly vastly superior internet to the rest of the modern it's, world. It's, well, like, I mean, I'm sure it's partly that, but I think it's because everybody's asleep. Right. I'm playing cool. when. But like, I'm sure you, there are some people who are like specifically staying up all night to play. Of course. Sure, but that, that's like a, a low percentage of the people who bought the game. Ryan, mm. didn't you try to? So yeah, I tried to connect uh, in the evening, mm-hmm. uh, probably before you started playing, and that was actually when, like when, when BattleNet was down here in Japan. Mm-hmm. You were. It's the, yeah. still down, I think, isn't it? I couldn't even download the client. I got a I, copy of the game and I could not get through. Because, mm, I played last night. Oh, you did? Yeah. Um, for about seven minutes. Uh, but no, the <laughs> thing I was really... Seven-minute impressions. Yeah, it was awesome. Go. Uh, seven minutes in heaven. Yes. Yeah, so I it killed happens. about ten enemies. I rolled a, uh, a male, male wizard. Nice. And it was pretty Same. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Really? Yeah. I and played a mage in WoW, so... In these days. Yeah. And I played on a MacBook Air about two years old, and it ran totally fine. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. You had the lowest settings, though, or No, I didn't. Right? No. Really? I like medium. 
Really? Yeah. Because I had heard that it kind of didn't run. I mean, that it ran, but it wasn't. Right. I, I specifically asked that because right, I'm getting a gaming PC soon, mm-hmm. but right now I have a MacBook Air, so I asked the internets, and they basically came back and said, yeah, it'll run, but it's going to not going to run good, and you'll have to put it on low settings, mm. basically, is what everybody mm-hmm. said. All right, so give me the... Uh, Give me the lowdown. Give me the, like, summation. Well, I mean, it's, it's like, where do you start? Because it is Diablo. Yeah. And, and the essence is still there. It's still fun. It's still addictive. You know, you still want to get the next piece of loot. Um, but they've, like, kind of drastically changed the uh, character customization mm-hmm. this time around. The skills, you mean? The skills. And you don't manually put in, uh, raise your stats when you level up. That's all automatic. Really? Yeah. Mm. Huh. Um, okay, we'll go on. Well, and, and a lot of people were complaining about this stuff because they say, like, well, it's nerfed for casuals. But <laughs> actually, um, the systems are really fucking cool because before, when you were creating your character, you always had to make a decision like, okay, do I put it in, uh, you know, attack power or defense or right. intellect or blah, like blah, blah. Yeah. And like, you're sitting there and you do it. That's and then the you do. It's fun, but at some point when you get to a certain level Mm -hmm. that begins to bite you in the ass because you didn't play smart because you didn't play smart so eventually which is your fault well it is your fault but eventually and this happened with diablo 1 and 2 people would just post builds on the internet and to play competitively in diablo 2 you follow the build right that's how dark souls and demon souls kind of turn exactly interesting any game where that kind of system turns into that so instead of Back up a little okay, bit. Okay, sure. Back up a little bit. So give me a, like a solid real-world example of how you screw yourself in Diablo 1 or 2 leveling. Like, Well, because when you get to Inferno, every... Inferno ev- being... Inferno being the highest level okay. of difficulty. Okay. Uh, or against PvP. Yeah. Every point of damage matters. Okay. And if you're not you know, min-maxing your attack as high as it can, or your defense or whatever, mm-hmm. then you're... You're not going to be as good as the other players. You're going to, like, if you're in a team of four, you might be doing less damage, which would cause your other teammates to die. If you're doing PvP, you won't win. It's stuff like that. And this happened with WoW, too, uh, to a kind of a lesser extent, because it happened with talent trees but and, and, uh, um, and gear. But, like, eventually, when you get to that top tier of play, every point matters. And if you're not doing it the right way then it's just you're fucked. But isn't that kind of a big bummer then that you no longer have control over that? Like, Well, that's the thing. They've, they've, they've kind of flipped the switch and instead of work, worrying so much about your stats, they have this really robust skill system where you've got like, I, 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 it's, maybe it's like 35, 40 skills and each skill has like a... Much a, less than Diablo 2. Well, no, I think it's, a, it's actually quite a bit more and then there are five runes or more per skill. I, I I don't know the exact number. And what runes do are change the effects of a skill. So if you have like a arcane bolt, uh, one rune will make the arcane bolt stronger. One rune will make the arcane bolt come out in three different bolts. You know, it, it'll ch- it'll change it to some so crazy modifier. effect. Like a modifier. Your skills. Mm. So as you level up, you get more and more and more of those. And more skills or more runes? more skills and runes. Okay. And so eventually you've got all this stuff and you can only equip six skills at one time. Mm. Uh, so you kind of have to choose 
your skills and your play style changes dramatically depending on what skills you choose. So for me, like wizard, I, I'm a wizard. Right now, I have two kind of. Uh, <laughs> are you are you a wizard? <laughs> Stop saying that now, JJ. We we, we know. That's are, cool. Are you you're, a you're, on, you're really cool. You're yeah. a very cool. I'm wizard. a fucking cool wizard. <laughs> yes. No, so anyway, have magical powers. Uh, yes, I shoot. We're shit. all in all. Um, right now, I kind of can be a turret style attack from behind like glass cannon okay or yes i can like equip a shield put on defensive magic and close up magic and be just kind of like the in the in the thick of it tank style mage like almost like a a magic warrior a lancer yeah like well not so much you're never going to be a damage sponge like a barbarian or or whatever but you know there the types of skills you pick drastically change your play style and i think when you get up to the highest levels you're going to see a lot of variation uh with you know the way people play their characters and i think that's really cool because you can change it at any so time you can really customize your play right style. and you're never married to it which you is feel also like good. it's balanced in spite of how many well there's no way to there's no way to know until say. people get to that that's true top tier of stuff mm-hmm. interesting but so, so far, I'm sounds it. pretty amazing. Like it yeah. sounds really cool. And, and I, I always I agree completely with what you were saying with the with the stats before because it like you call it customization, but if you do it, the fact that you can do it wrong that's that's the thing it, it's me. an illusion. Yeah, yeah. It actually, like the, the fact that there's a right way to do it. Exactly. It's not just well, I'm more this type of player, so I'm going to gravitate towards exactly. this. I misunderstood kind of I think what it was you were talking right, about. Yeah. Because yeah, it's not a matter of oh, okay. If you're going to be more into magic, and you boost those stats, right? It's more and, uh, and for like you know a player who just kind of plays it for fun, maybe that's okay. But you know, taking that kind of stress of having to those weirdos that play those yeah. Well, no, no, that's really? fine. <laughs> that's I'm not saying that's wrong. That's totally fine. But taking the stress out of like having to pick and then like own those picks is 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 not as fun as like you know just being able to freely change the way you play and drastically do that i mm. think it's really cool what they did and i think when you get to the higher levels people are going to start to realize that it's it's really fucking cool so ryan what was your quick seven minute impression of the game it's, it felt like diablo it sounded like diablo which is great i don't i wouldn't say it looked like diablo to me though in terms of there's oh shit here it goes oh, like shit. here it goes oh, no he didn't uh, <laughs> I don't, i'm kind of among those people that when i first saw screenshots i was a little bit worried and then it was kind of confirmed i haven't really watched anything the rainbow thing or what not the, ra- the rainbow thing didn't bother me and i actually liked the idea that the, the first game started off where i think the first concept was that you would go to heaven and it was not very dark I and mean, obviously it's very light and bright yeah. actually like i thought that was an interesting flip on the whole formula was that the blizzard north version yeah exactly okay, yeah. uh but the way that the, the the characters are proportioned and like some mm. of the it it looks very much like a like a blizzard world of warcraft right. feel to me yeah and i i, I wish it would be a little, a little more gothic a little bit more dark uh, a little elf, bit more rough quest. yeah a little yeah <laughs> you know, no it's nothing like elf quest but you, I, you know what i mean like i see what you're saying but there are like that aside i think there are some the game is extremely beautiful like the way that the textures and the ground and stuff, everything kind of blends together. Mm-hmm. It's almost painterly in the way that just like... Painterly? Yes, painterly is a, a word people who went to art school know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's right. So Served. all of you out there in art school <laughs> right. don't know, know exactly what you're talking about. Don't know what I'm talking keep, about. Keep talking about and, and it's just like, you know, everything blends together really well. It's just like, I don't know how better to describe it, actually. It's just when you look at it, it it's almost like a painting. Mm-hmm. 
A painting. Who, a painting. Yes. Yeah. Would you? Who, like who, who else has said that? Say painter, painterly. Painterly. It's very okay. painterly. It's very painterly. It, look, I think the game looks fine. It's just I have very fond memories of the way that Diablo two looked. It, yeah, it is definitely not that. And it's it is not, definitely it's more in the in the vein I think of uh, World of Warcraft, which I've never liked the art style ever for. No, don't get this podcast started I, on yes. World of Warcraft aesthetics, <laughs> especially the panda bear. I will preface Kung Fu Panda <laughs> Kung Fu expansion. Panda. I won't defend that. That's not even the bad part. I won't pref. I, I will preface this that that. If when you get to the second act, right, your opinion might change. Okay, good. That's good news. I, I'm going to play it anyway. I'm going to love it. I've been looking forward to this game for yeah. a very long time. Gameplay wise, very familiar. Seemed very familiar. Yep. Um, click, 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 and it feels great. Yeah, love it. Yeah, loot. You just you love the loot. Love the loot. I love what the game is doing, but you you love it anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep coming back. You see the drip, the drip, drip, drip. Yeah, I was really into Diablo 2, and I played a lot when I was actually in Japan mm-hmm. uh, when I first moved nice. here, and uh, by myself, forever alone. And I'm looking, <laughs> looking forward to actually playing multiplayer this time. And I challenged the team to play hardcore mode, mm. yeah. which, you, you want to explain hardcore mode there? Hardcore JJ, mode um, is... Uh, JJ disappointed Epperson. Wait, what? <laughs> Why am I disappointed? Ryan's working in his nickname. That's right. I asked Ryan to make nicknames for everybody. Oh, okay. Um, wait, wait, wait. No, why is he disappointed? Because yeah. he was disappointed in the NeoGAF, I heard uh, from oh, the yeah. last podcast. And they did, oh. uh, that kind of backfired, but it also kind of didn't. By it the also way. kind of worked. You yeah. got people to post yeah. about it, basically. Which is, which I'm is great, grateful for. Thank you guys for posting. Everybody, lo- everybody should know. On, in all seriousness, you love NeoGAF. Or yeah, and you're on it all the time. I used to be a mod, and I do not like Evil Orb. But I still love. <laughs> you just, you Here just, we go. Just keep going back I, to the well. Anyway, Dude, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I we're, still we're love. I, let you dig your grave any I still love Gaff. Anyways, this podcast loves Evil <laughs> All right, so hardcore mode. Hardcore mode basically is like, I guess you could compare it to like a uh, uh, like a Fushigi no Dungeon style game. But basically, Mysterious when you die, dungeon, mystery dungeon. Right. When you die, you die. That's it. Oh really? Yeah. So and, your save is gone. And I want to call out the yeah. fine folks at Camouflage um, for not and and basically call them out for not going hardcore mode from the very beginning. Damn. Like, Asshole. what's up with that? Like, guys, are you doing hardcore mode? N- no, well, <laughs> but but I, uh, I am not doing hardcore. I mode. I'm the boss. It doesn't do matter. Do as I doing. say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those situations. I see. I think that would make a lot more fun. You know? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So wait, is it a Steel Battalion esque situation what do you where mean? if you die? You die and your save is gone. Yeah, right. It's all you're over. You're your done. character is gone. You're, so, you, if you have, if you, you have, have save games, they're gone. No, if you have an item in the stash that stays there, the stash is kind of like your shared item box that sure. stays. Okay. But your character, your levels, everything. All, that, sa- all save games that you saved. Up no, just the, just the just for that one character. If your character is a hard, a hard, yeah, but all character. the saves leading up to that, but it doesn't really have that system anyway. It's all yeah, the it's saving. Oh, that, oh really? that, that, that doesn't sense. sound enjoyable to me at all. Why would anybody want to do that? Because it's so intense. Because it's intense, dude. My time is valuable. Like dude, I don't want to. Like, yeah, you are a guy who just finished Fire Emblem, right? right? Not letting anyone die, yeah. and if they died, you, you started well, level you, over. You yeah, made yeah, fun of us. Different. Yes, you made fun of us. Yeah, because you're lame. This Fire Emblem is different. The tables have of turned. Course. Wait, why is different? People see it. It's Fire Emblem. This is if, Diablo. It's totally different. It is totally different. You don't lose your entire game. You just start the level over and you. But try you to lose beat that it. character. You lose the relationships. If you, if you, you lose the items. Wait, that's about, why you start the level over. But it sounds like what you're saying is Diablo. You have to start the game over. That's. I don't want to spend forty hours and then have to do the whole thing over again. That's so not I, fun. So but John, there are people John, who don't do so it. Excuse right me, sorry. John Baby Blue Riccardi. Baby um, Blue. Baby Blue. <laughs> I, why does this? Your, your, your new shiny Baby Blue 
Eyes. PlayStation 3. Oh, yeah. Ah, I almost... Uh, that thing is sexy. was going to bring something up about that. Why don't you tell people about that? That's, I bought a blue PS3. Like, uh, I forgot what the official, the official color is, yeah. but yeah, they, I needed a How new PS3. How many PS3s is that for you? Uh, <laughs> that's my third one. The first one, my 60 gig Japanese one, is just full. Like, I'm tired of having to, like, take stuff off the hard drive and put so stuff on So instead of buying time. a new hard drive... Right, because I don't want that big George system. Foreman grill-looking thing anymore. I want the nice one. Oh, so. the, no, you made the right choice. That is a fucking beautiful system. It is really I, nice. lovely. I wanted it, but I... I, I, I did spend, like, $70 extra, $60 extra for it. Because it it's a yeah. limited edition in Japan. You can't get it normally anymore, so I had to go through a shop that was selling it for $50 extra. But So what I was going to say when I was, before right. I d- distracted everybody with these uh, nicknames, <laughs> which is part of the fun... Yes. Um, is that yeah? I've I've changed. Like I used to be exactly like John. Like I, my time is precious. Everything I'm doing needs yeah. to be going. Like I have to be moving the bar up at every single moment. Right. Otherwise, I feel like I'm wasting my time. And then, and then a little game called Dark Souls. I was just gonna around. say. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I was gonna say. Wait a second, yeah. Ryan. Right. But then I started feeling like you know I wrote the, I wrote a column in the most recent uh, official Xbox magazine about this. Like I started feeling. Like, Feeling this all like feeling something again, like whereas in, if you go and play Call of Duty, which you know John likes and I like, yeah. like you know Halo's the same way. All those auto checkpoints, like right, you stop right. worrying, you stop. There's not that tension. Right, there's no anymore, consequence. Right? Yeah, 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 you don't have to think right. about. It. You just yeah. run in there. You get shot. You're like, oh, okay. There's a sniper there. Okay, I'll make sure I don't. I don't, I don't. I avoid him in in 15 seconds from now when I respawn. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. It's not. It's Call not, of Duty plays itself basically. It's I all mean. about consequences. Like it's not just. It's not Halo. It's not Call of Duty. It's all of yeah. games. It's. I think yeah. it's ruined. And I think it's ruined most right. of the games of generation. Honestly, it's but, weird. I you know I because I totally with you. And at the same time, there's certain games where like if it happens and I you're done. If I and I go back a certain yep. length of time, it's just like I can't be bothered. It's yep. like you yeah. know what. Not not feeling it. I think yeah. it is a matter of how much I care about the game. Yeah, well, it's that, and there's ways of design it where it's not just all or nothing. And it's like you know, you right. go back to and play like old Famicom or NES right. games. A lot of them are like that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. It's, it's like, over. You're like, I don't want to yeah. go through this thing again, right. right? But I think that again, like going to Dark Souls, like I think they did a really good job of like you feel like it's your fault, and you have one second chance to get those get your experience points. But it's yeah. still you not know? the end of the world and because you have the, the items the and stuff. Yep. You have the items and stuff to ensure that yeah. you know, right. you're not losing everything. And, but uh, with hardcore mode. When you 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 pick the selection yourself, and it warns you before you even start your character. It even says like, uh, "We will not restore your character, no matter what. You no do, matter no what, matter what you do. You're crying. Yeah. <laughs> no matter Don't what. Email us. Do not call. <laughs> we will not answer the phone. Yeah. yeah. Um. And we touched the on the. Someone mentioned the online, and I will have to yes say that the online impl- implementation in this game is perfect. Were you playing for so the like two percent of people who well, were able to when, when it works it. when it when it's working it is perfect because were you, you playing that's online? a pretty big I was playing online right there well it, in a few days it'll be gone no I was playing with two or three but like okay. basically you can join any of your friends games at any time whenever you want and really? you can j- just teleport right to them and just like do all that shit and you and party together you, you play party, together you play together and it's then awesome. whenever you want you're in a puff of smoke and then yeah. disappear it's awesome and then you can leave whenever you want huh, okay. and it's cool because uh, also um, you're, whenever your friends get achievements they show up on your screen so you're like oh uh, 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 John Davis got like his 400th ex- achievement again you know like he gets he a lot everybody's ass dude right he's now? kicking everybody's <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous um but it's cool because it, it there is it does feel like you're playing in a community mm. and it's just really effortless. So it's and, like Vita, where anytime whether you're in the game, their game or not, you yeah. just, anytime somebody's on your friend list, yeah. they get an achievement, it pops up on your screen. Right, and and it also kind of gives you this feeling like you know you just got like a really rare kind of cool achievement, and everybody sees it, and you're just like, 
It, is this like I, I'm like no, they couldn't see your face where you just did the, like, yeah, yeah double point like, you did a like Tina yeah. Fey like, yeah. yeah but it, it's it's great I you know I w- I wish people at home they're probably screaming at me like oh you fucker it's anti-consumerist blah 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 and like I agree with <laughs> really? those people people are doing that well no I, I, well, I how hard would it have been though to just let the damn game play even if you're not I mean why do you have to like cut everyone out completely when the server's down like that's ridiculous well, Dark, oh, wait Dark Souls we, doesn't do that when we that's were gonna true. go uh, we were walking to lunch yeah. And what did we started getting into a discussion? Where we were like, no, wait, save it for the podcast. Yeah, I was telling JJ how it's lame that a single, essentially a single player game, in the same sense that Dark Souls is a single player game, which means you can play it single player, and most most people are actually going to play it single player. Yet that majority of people get held out because of their server issues. Well, That's this retarded. is this the the biggest reason, mm-hmm. and like the reason I think you probably understand the most is that. People are going to be spending real money in the auction house, which isn't even open yet. Yeah, it's not open yet. Back the date of when it's going to. They are going to push the date back, but if they allow people to play offline, I mean, you guys all played Diablo one and Diablo two, and I'm sure each of one of you tried like a Diablo trainer at one point, I and did. like, I you, didn't. really? No. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people did. <laughs> And the art school grads out there know exactly what JJ, JJ was talking kid. about <laughs> with the kid with the game genie who right. played all his games. Well, with the yeah, game but genie. a lot of people did that, and uh, and on top of that, there was you know scams. People were running scams. Blah 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 blah. Scams and flames. Scams you know, I can understand that, but I mean, there should have been so some, it, ha- it has to be online. If nothing else, let you have like a, a, one save file that is strictly offline or something. Just let people play the but game. See, that's how bought. that's Probably how security. That's how Diablo Two stuff. was, and people don't want that. Like, as much as they don't like this, they also didn't like that. Mm. And I think, you know, after the first few days, it's not going to be an issue anymore. And also maybe piracy, too, right? Well, that, pi- that's and, what I was and piracy say. is the other thing. Yeah. Um, I thought you launched into this great thing where it's like, Diablo is not a single-player game it, before we started going right. to well, eat. It's not, really. I mean, be, because of the fact that you can just go into people's games whenever you want, it's uh-huh. like an instance. Do, do you think it's Dark like, Souls is not yeah. a single-player game? It's like an in, No, it's not. It is. It's, it's, it's a single-player game a, that's enhanced by its Dark multiplayer Dark Souls is like a, a pseudo-multiplayer game. But you can do exactly what you said. You can go into other people's games whenever you want. No, you can't. Yes, you you can. have to summon them in there. Not necessarily. You can invade people's the, worlds. I, I, let me... Uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It's different. Because <laughs> I've played, bo- played both games and it's different. I'm right. You're wrong. It's it's, no, it, it is different. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's not as easy, like, user-friendly. I, I would love to join my friend's games in Dark Souls, and it's extremely difficult. You have yeah. to, like, basically scam the system, right? right. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's, it, think of it more of, like, an instance uh, MMO, almost kind of like Guild Wars. I, nobody's played Guild Wars. I haven't even played Guild Wars, but I know how it works. <laughs> For example. I, I know how it works. And it's just, like, an instance MMO. Everybody's okay. on the same server. You're not all in the same lobby or whatever, but you are playing the game together. It's pretty striking mm-hmm. that after all this time and all this build up and everything else, and all their experience doing online mm-hmm. games. I mean, you kind. I love Blizzard. I love Blizzard, but I even I feel like you kind of have to fault them. There, this is not okay for them to have not yeah. been ready for this. Well, how could you not time, have been ready for this? That, well, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, it's like I bet whenever the next whatever WoW thing is, it's almost like no one. When has anyone had like a big popular? online game that's launched and not had like any right. hiccups at there all. Was a, which there was is not a which is not a no. way that you should start thinking because of course, it's bad. Right. Sooner or later like, someone who has all the you experience do, should yeah. be able to get well, it. Right. If anyone does it's Blizzard and right. with this game and they should totally. know and they know how many copies they're selling and Well right, that's the thing actually they they don't know. That there was a good there was a good post on Bas- uh bleh, good post on Gaff that kind of explained how this works is that 
they take, you know, they can take the number of people who play the open beta. They know how many people bought the digital version. They can count pre-orders. But what, at the end of the day, they don't know how many people who are going to walk into that store and buy that game. At the end of the day, they should be ready wait, wait, for wait, the wait. entire country. Let me, let me, let me everyone no, in the country to play Let me the tell game. you why that doesn't well, work. Walking to the store is one thing, but buying it digitally is another thing. But they, they I would think, could extrapolate from pre-order well, that's numbers what, that's what they on, do. Yeah. They do extrapolate that data. Right. But... <laughs> There, you know, there's there's only so much you can do, right? There's and you can't, you don't have unlimited money to get unlimited servers. And there's there's another problem too, is that there's probably far more people playing now than there will be a week from right. now. That's true, but that's their problem. That's not mine. right. So they estimated for an X number of people buying the game, and they got three X that, <laughs> right. and that's what caused the whole thing. Well, they can never. This can't happen again. Like this, it's going to happen every time. I know that's what they it, said. It after will a while. happen. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. At, you know, it's when WoW expansions sad come out, it's seriously just, sad. There's no way to be one hundred thousand percent sure that this is what's going to happen. And well, that's I, I mean, it. Call of Duty does it every year. Like, well, do they do they host their games? I think so. Do they have servers that people? Well, one thing with Call of well, Duty is that they're I don't think they selling do. their game. Like for example, let's say Xbox 360 right. number Call of Duty. They're they're not selling it day and date as a download. That right? is another. So thing, yeah. they have X number of discs that they're pressing. Sure. So they can say, okay, well, here, here's how many discs we're pressing. We're gonna try to have stuff set up for that. And honestly, a lot of that is is Microsoft jobs. I imagine right. that's a, a lot. A lot straight, no, it's true. Right. Microsoft, it's Microsoft but it's also the, yeah, you have the PS3 version. But I remember yeah. there's some kind of there's some kind of press release or something when was it Black Ops came out yeah. and that you know Microsoft was patting on themselves on the back when, and I, rightfully so they said hey I think we just had like a million concurrent users yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was no hiccups and like no, yeah, look, they figured that's, it out it's, it's awesome think, that's think totally about true totally a million. True. Like, you know, the stress test for Diablo 3, just the stress test beta had 2 million people. Mm. Could I say anything bad about Diablo 3 that you would not have, uh, <laughs> uh, like, an apologist perspective uh, It's not on? an apologist per se. Diablo 3 like, raped my younger <laughs> sister. I'm just trying to inject facts right. into the conversation. No, 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 of course. Totally objective. Fact we objective. understand. You have no, you know, dog in this fight. But, like, you know, I... <laughs> I just I, I understand people's frustrations and they should definitely be frustrated. Yes. And if I wasn't able to log in, I'd be fucking pissed too. Right. Yeah. We would yeah, be getting exactly. very yeah. different yeah. 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 right now. Yeah. Okay. Like you, you really, really, you, you should be listening to this with the mindset that you know I live. You had no problem. I, I had no problem. Yeah. <laughs> In an alternate universe somewhere, yeah. we've now listened to forty minutes of like right. JJ ranting with a little goatee. Exactly. Just like, <laughs> Diablo 3, what bullshit it is. Right. They should have known. They bet a beta. Exactly. Two million people in the beta, blah, blah, blah. Right. All right. Anyway. Um, All right. What's next, uh, Mark? Grandbaby McDonald. Oh. oh Never dead reference oh. for the win. Yes. Is it? No one knows. You guys played that spectacular gem the other night. Why don't you tell us about it? Three people out there who played that game. And the zero people out there who are playing multiplayer right now. Yeah, that was the saddest part. I didn't even know that game had multiplayer. Yeah, God, great music, though. Yeah. Ryan was jamming out to that music. Now, let's be clear. So, um, I'm, I'm a little jet-lagged right now, and I'm crashing at John and Mark's place, and I'm on the couch sleeping, and what happens at one in the morning <laughs> is I hear... The, the sweet sounds of Megadeth coming through my skull and Mark, Mark McDonald like 
fake headbanging to this experience and uh, and saying, <laughs> let's, say? let's play some more Never Dead. And I did. And I got, did. I think it was like, a little more like you are playing Never Dead whether yeah. you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, actually, for, to, to his credit, he didn't, he didn't force me to play it. I actually was able to watch him this time. Like, the, the vibe I get when you guys talk about this game, it kind of almost sounds like like the room like it's good because it's so bad yeah i want to play that's, it now kind that's of that's not I, I haven't seen i'm the not room. saying that i've heard you I'm guys not talk go on the record that. saying that okay. I, I can't go on the record saying that is that because because we're biased or is that because you no, just it, like the room more than you like never did <laughs> people can interpret it however they want <laughs> i let let people interpret it how they want but i'm not saying you should play it because it's so bad that it's good but I am playing it <laughs> out of curiosity. Yeah. So uh, the creator is a is a friend of friend of the show, that's right? right. Yeah. Of, a good friend of, of ours. ours. Yeah. Um. And so you know, it's like a, it's like the tree that fell in the forest and nobody heard it. So it's kind of like I wonder what happened there. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like a curiosity mm-hmm. uh, to me. And we went online, and not a yeah, not a single person was. Playing it, I'd actually be interested if you went through the catalog of all the games, or just got on like had access to the Xbox servers. The amount of games that don't have anyone, right. a lot of games that have like mm. five people playing them, right. they must be out there. You know, it's I remember true. like uh, was it Sean Elliott talking about some of those those games that people will go back to and they kind of just take over the game and kind of live in like the experience just because, because there's nobody else, else is on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. It's kind of awesome. You know, maybe we should do that for Never Dead. Yeah, like eight four every eight four every it. night. Yeah, you guys are on there for with the community <laughs> every Thursday. Yeah, playing Never Dead. <laughs> oh, I did host a lobby too for a while for like an hour. <laughs> but um, that's funny because I went back, geez, not even like four years ago or something and played Quake 1 was one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was really, really good at it. Um, even amongst my friends who were even better than me. But um, I went back maybe like four years ago and the people who were left on the servers had like mutated and become these like <laughs> superheroes. Like I didn't even recognize what people were doing. Yeah. Like they were yeah. just like flying through the literally like flying through the levels and i can you know grenade rocket jump i can fucking just backwards you know i'm doing all kinds of what i thought was crazy shit back in you know 1997 (laughs) or something and these guys were just like i it was just crazy these guys had never stopped playing so it's like what would happen if you played the same game for 20 years like (laughs) it's like post-apocalyptic quake yeah it's It's, crazy it's it's like animal crossing when you leave it there for six months and you come back and it's just all weeds except the weeds are alive and have rockets and roaches it's more like it's more like when you watch the um nero or whoever play mario 64 speed yeah Yeah. right right right. just fucking around he's doing these like crazy gymnastics just because he's bored or his normal movements are like backwards jumps because they're slightly faster and right. it's just like whoa like you see there's this whole other world mm-hmm. that happens to games after you know people leave them behind or the mass market i guess leaves yeah. them behind. Mm. um anyway uh enough of that esoteric weird talk uh, we talked about dark souls a bunch Game of the year last year. Let's yep. talk about a game that's in no way related at all <laughs> no, nothing, to Dark Souls nothing. in any way, shape, or form. One hundred thousand billion percent. Soul sacrifice. Soul um, sacrifice. Or potentially Forsaken Souls in the West. That's a yes. safe. I think that's a so, safe bet. Yep. Yeah. That. What was that like a patent or a, a trademark filing? Or yep. Something Sony filed that? a trademark today for Forsaken Souls. Yeah. Um, and everyone so, was hoping it was a Dark Souls sequel, but it's not. It's For, like a Dark Souls monster hunter. It's a cash in on the name on the word souls. Basically, they'll take anything and no, put the word souls. On. No, 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 no way. I don't think that's necessarily true. No, Brendan. Yes, it is. Brendan, please have my children. Pritchard does not agree with that statement. 
<laughs> wow. You're so smooth, right? I know, I know, I know, what, the, I know, so I know what this one is. Really? This is because yes. Brendan is like really curious. He's bi-curious about, oh, about yes. children. Conception. That, that game. Please have my baby. Conception. For the PSP. Yes. For the PSP, where apparently the goal in the game is, I think there are 12 girls yes. that you ha- have to do something with that yeah. the game does not really specify right. what it is it's, you're it's doing like, it's like to have them have your children. Yeah, We talked <laughs> and, about that on the, on, we, on the show, yeah. and you have their the, their children, they, they have children with you, and then, and then you, you turn the them into their slaves. With the, yeah. wait, what? You turn the children into your slaves who fight for you in the <laughs> battles. Well, that's, it's it's kind of like real life. Yeah. I mean, JJ does that. Just yeah. like real life. Isn't that yeah. a great game? No, but see, I don't want to spend money to buy the game, because I don't want my money going toward whoever has oh, so you're saying idea. you're going to pirate it. No, I want someone to buy it for me, so it's the stain is on There's their a Kickstarter. hands. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding, man. Vic Ireland, there's your PSP Kickstarter out there. Um, all right, so back to Soul Sacrifice. Uh, Vita game, uh, Sony is making actually a big push out of it. They're making yeah. a big deal. They had like a big press conference. There's a video up. You can find that. There's a web. The website is up in Japan. There's a launch video. video. Yeah. It's really kind of gory and gruesome. Um, the initial art did kind of look like Dark Souls esque, but it's getting yeah. pretty. Uh, it's moving away now. Gory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the big, like easy remember, you know, easy to remember points of the game is like you rip out your own spine through your mouth right and use it as a sword not only that like your your spine is like fucking huge but you don't turn to like jello it's like a a brontosaurus spine you're pulling out of your mouth you also pull your eyeball out and you're like shoot lasers with that it kind of the the shtick of the game i guess is the soul sacrifice thing and this is totally uneducated my guess but like you're using parts of yourself i guess yeah you sacrifice your body parts to attack or your friend's body parts yeah so, um, what else do we know about it? Um, you guys all watched the video. There was hmm. there's a little bit yes. of gameplay shown. Well, yeah. directed by Kenji Inafune. That's it was a right. big deal. Um, I thought it looked good. I don't know. I mean, I think the graphical style is nice. It definitely has bit, potential. Had a little bit of that like Street Fighter Four like brush art thing going on, like yeah, with, the, with the black, you know, like paint or whatever like what types of splattering game? How through would the you air categorize the it game? looked like well I, I, I actually only watched the first half of that video so i didn't even watch the whole thing but what i limited amount i saw looked a little bit like a monster hunter but like kind of moving i don't know you know in the video they're like moving forward it looked to yeah. me sort of like monster hunter if it were like a forward moving game you know like i don't mean like literally forward but i mean like you where it's back tracking back like gun right. smoke like what like gun smoke like, like gun smoke, yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Gun smoke. Right. What? <laughs> I'm so confused right the, now. Uh, the Capcom. Gun smoke is a four. It was a horrible example. Yeah, vertical scrolling. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I thought it looked really nice. I, I was I like, you're not possibly talking about that. Yeah. But you were. Okay. <laughs> but he was. Okay. Just make sure. Graphical style looks really good to me, and I thought the animation was really nice. It was, seemed to be running at like 60 frames a second, so, so it was really smooth. When you say Monster Hunter, but you're not... You, are you taking there is down a big, big boss. monsters? Yes. But you're taking down big monsters yeah. and you're playing. Well, didn't they say it's not co-op or something? Like, I mean, you're playing with other players, but I don't know if you're necessarily com- competing well, with each other or playing. That together. was like one of their gags. It's like it's not co-op. It's like you're fighting yeah. side by side, and like, but you're like you can you can sacrifice other people's limbs yeah. and pull them off, or like you can use your friends to like pull off some kind of. So I guess you can you can play co-op. together or you can play against each other, like play with each other or against each other either yeah. way. So, so this idea, and I think the example they gave, which kind of sounds cool, is that you're you're. You're working with your friends, and you guys want to take down somebody. He's like, "Hey, I'm going to sacrifice myself to allow you to be powered up, so you can beat this guy." That right? Kind of cool, right? It's kind of interesting, interesting idea. Yeah. yeah. 
If it would be cool if you could just walk up to somebody and rip their arm off. Like right. I could you see some really can. awesome like Zelda Four Sword style shenanigans going on. <laughs> where, like, just like rip John's legs off. And the do, game, like, the game probably is, can. I would think so. The yeah. game itself is interesting, sounds interesting enough. It does sound you know somewhat unique. At the same time, you kind of can't help but notice a sort of amalgamation of like Monster Hunter and Dark Souls. Yeah, you know, from a guy who's been bitching at Japan for doing the same thing over and over again, you kind of have to wonder, like, aren't, aren't you now right. going exactly well, against you know, what they saying? At least Dark Souls is popular in the West. No, it is. I mean, True. and they, they, they pick the right games to rip off, for sure, if they're going to rip anything mm. off. And, and, then, and, and, and I say rip off, but we don't actually really know. I mean, we haven't really seen right. enough of and it And then on say. top of that, you have, you know, the Vita, which is flatlining in Japan. And, and, yeah, part of the, and, and a huge else. part of the reason for that is that they don't have Monster Hunter anymore, it seems, right. with Monster Hunter right. 4 going yeah. to the 3DS. Right. Yeah. They need their own Monster Hunter, so I think Sony's actually pretty smart in that well, screw you, it. We're gonna make allowed, our you're own. not allowed to call that smart. That's the, the smart would have been getting monster. Sure, in the first sure. Place. Right. But I mean, it's, I guess a, a decent contingency plan. Sure. The word you're right. For. But I think the big miss, and I could be wrong about it, but it seems like if they're going to go for the masses, this is a little bit too grotesque, a little bit too mm. violent. Yeah. I, I, I just I can't yeah. see this on billboards in Japan with like. I mean, that, that art is disgusting. Like, right. and it's I, absolutely I, a Z-rated game, right? It yeah. has to be with that kind of stuff. It's in it. unbelievable. I don't know what they're thinking. Maybe Z-rated. I don't know. I think you ripping out think. your body parts yes. probably you would think be. right, but if there's beheading and, and delimbing, I guess there would be. But never dead, I think, got away with. Got, it. Yeah, you know, I think Sarah's been a lot more lenient. I mean, uh, uh, like uh, Ninja Gaiden Two has beheading and it's a D, it's not yeah. a Z. Really? Yeah. It's, I think it's like that for Japanese games, though. American games are almost always Z. Yeah, it's racist. One thing you, you <laughs> one thing you touched on with the Vita, and we talked about it, like probably to a fault on this show but i do kind of <laughs> want to like be like so there to to certain naysayers uh who we got for giving sony a lot of flack for the psp passport program right. um which was the pro- japan only program to kind of try to um bring psp players to the vita and like so your existing games worked and stuff like that i think that decision to not uh, worry about UMDs and stuff like that is actually, I mean, it's that you definitely cannot blame uh, the Vita's problems just squarely on that. It is, it is about the games, and uh, it's gonna be, it's going to be about the games. But I do think that they had a humongous, huge built-in audience who now doesn't have the easy. There are still a lot of PSP games coming out, and have been, who don't have that easy. Well. All right, I can safely sell this or put it in the closet because now I have the yep. new thing, right. and I'm going to go ahead and just buy the new thing because yep. I can still play the game yep. that I'm still playing and and all of these other games and even Monster Hunter to some degree. Spectacular misjudgment, which is, especially in Japan, time and time again, which is where a lot of the developers are going to see how well it's doing and then decide to make games for it or not. I mean, in America, I don't know, maybe it wasn't as big of a deal or not, but here. I just I do not see people playing Vita on the train or yeah, anywhere. So I've, I've been watching just in the past few days. I've been here and I've noticed four PSPs, one 3DS. Yeah, no people Vitas. are still playing zero, their PSPs. Zero Vitas. You know, really see PSPs yeah. almost every day on the yeah. train. The still. majority of the time I see Vitas is people watching movies and videos on it. Uh, Nobody you can do on your games. PSP anyway. So. Yeah. But you do see them on the train. I do. Really? I don't and, think I've ever seen no Geo, in the and wild. no Neo Geo pack pockets. Dude, that's what really <laughs> yeah, pissing me off. I've, I've, seen, I've seen quite a few. Really? Yes, I haven't actually. seen one. Yeah. I, um, I, I think it's really sad and it's really frustrating that this has happened this way. Like, I mean, I feel like this is not. Everyone at this table and a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, a lot of the people who just follow the game industry in general, 
people with relative common sense, I think, could have done a lot of this better. And it's really, really frustrating that this company that was so on top of things, led the way, did so many things that were so awesome and inspiring over the years, is flushing itself down the toilet with these stupid decisions. And it's like, I want them to turn it around. Like, right. I'm waiting for it to happen. I feel like letting Monster Hunter go was such a huge yeah. screw this, up, man. This time they can't blame uh, Ken Kudaragi. So. I know. Well, just this week, <laughs> who in the four the four D image uh, we were talking about that <laughs> right. the gaff thread is amazing. Um, uh, what was it? It was just this week, I think. Someone was saying that um, somebody posted, some site posted that the downloads for Vita in America, uh, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, actually was among the like top five mm. or maybe top three downloaded games. Eight four bump. That's and right. I feel yes. like well, Big time. But it's it's sad because it shows you that not. I mean, that game actually, even outside of America, I mean, outside of Japan, is actually mm. got some traction. Like, people yeah. want to play it. Like, how could you have let that go? Like, that was just like... Well, so we're, we're, we're assuming, though, that they did let it go, that it was within yeah, their I, power to keep or whatever. I mean, we, we don't knows? know the backroom deals. I, I wish I had happened. been a fly on the wall during whatever meeting decided that, because well, we sure. really don't know. Like, mm. and, you know, Nintendo... We don't I mean, know, but we Capcom's, could guess. It's not yeah. hard to imagine what happened. But from Capcom's perspective... Uh, assuming that they are are that they do go 3ds exclusive with the series, they haven't said anything for Vita or PSP. Sure. Assuming that they do, if you have to choose one or the other, it kind of makes sense. Like it, they to knew go to, that to go to 3ds. Yeah, mean. because well, the 3ds is going to succeed a certain amount. You no know, matter what. No matter what. Right. right. The the Vita without you is going to maybe, maybe not do okay. But with you, it will definitely do okay. But do you want to go to the one that you know is going to do okay for sure? And if you get in, it's going to be huge. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure another part of the whole problem, too, was if you're Capcom, yes, Monster Hunter is doing amazingly, but anything else you put on that platform is just flatlining. So it's like, we want to have a platform where we can actually put our other games out and they have a chance at selling, like Revelations or whatever, you right. know? So I well, totally and, get that. But still, if you're Sony, like, this is the sort of thing that could kill your company. Like, that's how big it is, you know? And, yeah. But Capcom also, like, again, we don't know, but, like, remember back to them moving the Resident Evil series right. to GameCube, right? Right. It didn't even, that time, it didn't even really make financial sense right like so right there are I mean, moves that happen for reasons I mean, they did that sure. way even before that i remember i'm having flashbacks of like super when they decide they're gonna do genesis games remember that yeah. you know, they're gonna be yeah. putting like mega man on genesis was like this big deal i mean this is way back in the yeah, day yeah, i remember yeah. like the articles in egm about this whole big shift right. it's always been interesting with capcom like you never have that with like okonami or koi right. or whatever right right it's just like they they make these big shifts for consoles and really throw the support behind them yeah and probably really capcom because capcom throughout the years and even now they're one of the few japanese companies left that are still doing things that are really interesting i think even to people in the west like yeah know, and like relevant and not yeah. um you know making all their money on as, like, as a gamer social, as a fan i really really games. like capcom anyway speaking of capcom x troopers or ex troopers sorry I think it's ex-troopers in Japanese, right? Ex-troopers. ex-troopers. Mm. Really? Yeah. But they're not actually, like, ex-troopers. It is ex-troopers. No, it's it's uh, it's actually uh, Lost Planet, the college years. <laughs> it it kind of is, actually, yeah. isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's Lost Planet. The anchor. As redesigned for the Japanese audience, I think. Like, m- completely mecked out. Uh, that might be good because Lost Planet Three doesn't look interesting to me at all. So maybe I, I like this new approach, like the crazy manga styling and very Gravity Days. esque there's a yeah, movie yes. out if you haven't um, check it out. It's just EX Troopers and Capcom. You'll find the trailer and official site went up. 
It's a little maybe too anime for my tastes. Mm. Um, they really are going like full on. Like when the bullets yeah. hit the enemies, the like ga 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 comes out in writing. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's cool, but it's, it's a lot anime. It's gonna be um, hard to localize. Nobody too. goes full anime. No, they did. They're going full <laughs> anime. They're going full anime. Right. It takes place at a school. Um, the, the the mechs and space stuff, which there is some of, which is cool. Unlike Lost Planet, which kind yeah. of has like a Western kind of steampunk thing to it, is much more like a classic Robotech kind of style. I think that's a dude with pink hair that I'm looking at. I think it's this wow. guy right yeah. here. Yeah, that would be that's him. anime. You're not sure if it's a dude or not. That's <laughs> and he's got pink hair. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's Brent Turner, man, Brent Turner, Brent Turner. Hey, speaking of Capcom, have you guys gone to the Capcom bar that's closing in a few days? There's a Capcom bar? Right, for Resident Evil. Oh, the Resident Resident Evil bar, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that opened and closed before while I was out of town. I'm looking at the latest issue of Famitsu Magazine, and it says what? Is it open till the 25th? Am I just re- am I reading that oh, right? Is it Shinjuku? Shit. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Shinjuku. God damn, no. Uh, we have to do that. Absolutely. We have to do we it before I leave. And our second um, Resident Evil podcast, which we are going to yeah. get around to. We might do the Call of Duty story podcast, too, when, <laughs> when that comes <laughs> out. That'll we be got, a short one. We got a lot of people That's what we do when we so, want to sync the podcast. For by the way, no. was I the only one that was kind of disappointed when they heard the name of this game and thought like there may be like a Shock Troopers connection? What, X-Troopers? Yeah. What's, what's Shock Troopers? Yeah, what's Shock that? Troopers yeah. and Neo Geo... No overhead oh. shooter. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, you are the only one. Probably. Yeah. That game was so one. fucking good. Um, so yeah, any more? Much more to say about EX Troopers, X Troopers? Um, Bren was my nickname. Nickname as a kid. That's oh, about it. Bren. 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 Really? Yeah. Uh, um, it's going to be playable. I'm sure at E3, although that wasn't announced because it was a Japanese announcement. But it right. is going to be playable at Capcom Summer Jam, Ooh. which Summer is Jam. June 30th, uh, July 1st, which we can go to because it's that Tokyo big site. Oh, so, we so but the weird another weird thing is it's coming out for 3ds and PS3. And PS3, huh? Yeah. What is what is that? They are what winning the platforms, deal? the only platforms in Japan that are selling. Oh, good point. Okay, it is really weird though, right? It I is mean, a bit odd. It's is kind it? of a slap in the face. Yeah, because why wouldn't you do this for Vita? Because like, you want to sell Vita. I mean, because Vita sell, selling I mean, six thousand units per week. Are we not at like the Cap- Capcom close hits to hitting Vita a button? Capcom empty framework or whatever, you hit a button, you have the PS3 version, boom, there's your Vita version. Uh, yeah, I guess I could see doing that as well, but maybe, I don't know, maybe there's some resource, you know, maybe their, their resources are limited and they can only maybe. do two platforms. Yeah, I mean, maybe they promised, okay, console, only you will get this, we won't do it on Wii U or whatever, and, could and be. handheld, only you will get this, we won't do it on... They do seem to do those kind of deals, as evidenced by Dragon's Dogma, Xbox mm-hmm. only getting the Resident Evil demo yep. for like three months or something crazy. That yeah, makes no time. sense. That, that's upsetting because I want. You what do you mean? What you mean? Money doesn't make any sense. You could just there, watch it on, No, but I mean, think about money it. It always just, makes sense. Like you can just watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Wait, what? The demo. Did you, know, you just say that you don't need the demo because you can just watch people play it on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Are because you the, about? <laughs> I don't know. Did you need to play the Diablo? Yeah, demo? exactly. You, you could just live watch a live stream. Do you even need to play Diablo? You don't need to play the game. Just watch people play it on YouTube. It's not that. That's a different example. Well, okay, you're right. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> I about it. But we can move on. I'm yes. not gonna. I'm not gonna rub that in. Um, but the you talked about Dragon's Dogma. What was that? Oh yeah, there was a DLC. I'm shuffling papers. There was a Capcom on future on this DLC. We kind of segued into news here. Um, oh yes. So they've got a lot of shit about Capcom. Has speaking of Capcom as well, um, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. 
and the DLC on that um, Mm -hmm. being on the disc and it only gets unlocked later because some of it's not getting unlocked until this fall when the Vita version comes out. And people found it like the day after it came out. Of course, people can't unlock it if you like have a... Game Genie it. Yeah, Yeah, basically. JJ. A trainer or whatever. So this like blew up. We were were looking at the... um, That's what they were called, John. Ryan, you and me were looking at the Metacritic. Yeah. Because we were like, why is it getting drubbed so hard? And the consensus was, right, on the user reviews? Yep. Was People giving it zero, 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 just yeah. because, yeah, the on-disc DLC. Street Fighter Tekken? Uh, yep, yep. Mm. Basically, people are feeling like you had this content done, and you're locking it away to squeeze more money out of people. Yep. Um, yep. And... I don't totally like have a problem with that it's viewpoint, evil. but I also don't really care. Like, mm. well, I don't. I, people really have made this into a huge deal, and I, I don't totally understand it's, why. It's that it's that perception thing. I, it's really like people. It's gotten away from what really it should be. It shouldn't matter how it's delivered to you if it's DLC. If you got the full game, if you get the game, right, and it's like a feels like a full complete experience. I think there is still good and bad DLC. Like if if I charge you ten dollars for a just swapped color costume. That's obviously stupid, bad DLC. Right. Mm. But it comes down to perception of what should have been included in a full game release and what is like bonus extra stuff. Right. So, and it, they're, everybody's figuring it out. It's a fine line, but Capcom is one out there on the forefront playing with it like right okay yeah. shit we had all this content done let's plan the dlc beforehand well all right let's have sure. it on the disc so that people the thought process is i think so that everybody has it when people start playing with it there was like a, a lot of problems so i think with mortal Kombat and other fighting games that have download dlc characters when i buy it and you don't and what you see and mm. spectating matches that you're not in and whatever. Mm. It's a huge pain in the ass. And then also just you don't have to – the people don't have to download stuff. And whether – and if you have to pay to host DLC or whatever, you avoid that and whatever else. But that – yeah, I was trying to think what what is the advantage. The only advantage I could think of is if they get charged for the bandwidth or something for <laughs> downloading, which they probably do. You okay there, JJ? Yeah, I just that all, all that stuff is just like whatever. Okay, boo-hoo, cry more. <laughs> Yeah, I know, because people right. are buying in the right. first place. I mean, you just factor that into your budgeting. I right. mean, and it is called DLC, downloadable content. Right. It's not like people are expecting otherwise. Right, this is more like unlockable content. But they shot themselves yeah. in the foot with paid unlockable But you know content. what? On the flip side, though. I don't like, know what you uh, you know about Japan, John, but I think Capcom <laughs> just shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> You're an expert. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an expert. <laughs> um, I, I basically think that, you know, it's like, if you if you even stop for a half a minute to look at this from a business perspective, though, it's like, it, it's not that crazy that they did something. To me, it's like, whatever. Right. Like They did no, it this it way. Sense. It costs money to make this stuff. It doesn't just happen. And I feel like people... <coughs> what, what was the word that everybody hated that we used for Mass Effect? Um, oh, uh, entitled. entitlement. I feel like it's a little bit of entitlement going on here. I mean, if it's like you're getting a full package game already. You no, but, are but, not. But, but are you like... So here's the thing. Like, I don't think any of us are familiar enough with Street Fighter Cross Tekken to... That's fair. If I'm just playing... It yeah, feels I'm, like a full game. Right, right. Not. I'm totally... I'm not trying to be specific to this case. I'm just trying to present the argument that like i don't really feel like as sub, as people who run a company like we understand that the bottom line is you you calculate man hours and blah 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 to figure out your budgets like to right. me i'm pretty sure they figured out the budget for what the game is going to be it was x then they figured out the dlc and it was y right they happened to have a chance to put it on the disc big deal is how i feel it's like i, I don't really see it is a weird lesson learned to people that actually what i said is not true it's not the perception. If people feel like, oh man, I got a full game and that's cool. If people feel like, oh, you had this stuff done and finished 
in time to get it on the disc, and yet you're locking it away from me, and the only way I can get to it is money? And That's then bullshit. You're, you're period. St- it doesn't matter. Like, if right, Skyrim... I almost right. feel like if Skyrim was Skyrim, and then had, like, an extra fucking ice palace, Superman's, you know, Fortress of Solitude, <laughs> or whatever, unlockable... In Skyrim. For $5 or whatever, and it was on the disc, like, maybe... This would be the same thing. People would be pissed. Oh, I yeah, think that's absolutely. the lesson people are going to take from it. I think it comes down to you're the people. You have the data at, in your house, right? But you yeah. don't have access to it. I think that's what it all comes down to. Because if it's a digital game, like you know, you're just downloading it, yeah. like Diablo Three, right? right? They're holding something back, but then they upload it, and you can go buy it that's as not an extra way, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. different. That's no, di- totally you don't understand. feel like you've been rip, ripped off, right? That perspective, but that's not really how the world works. I think maybe this is just a matter of people getting educated on how these. You're, you you are essentially paying for. The license to own the content. You're not paying for like the ownership of right, that data. Right. Like, it's it's right. totally a perception Joe Sixpack right. thing. It's like yeah. right. even if you had it done already and it takes you longer to download right. it or when you watch other people play, you can't right. watch them because you don't have a certain character right. on your disc or whatever. Yeah. I think it's all like Joe Public right. so here's somebody that says something that's like, right. Hey, this shit was on the disc already. They're just ra- they're just, you know, raping you. Yeah, More and don't money. And don't get me wrong too. Like I totally sympathize with the people who are upset about this, but I feel like maybe that's where it becomes Capcom or you know, whoever's publisher's uh responsibility to like manage the message, you know what I mean? And explain but see, to people you what's can, going on and why. Can. Yeah, I don't think you can. They're I think there's no way. Because, yeah. like I I don't think I think people have gotten used to it. There used to be a debate like a few years back mm-hmm. where Wait, the DLC was done when they shipped the game, right? And I think people have understood that that actually mm-hmm. teams they work part of their schedule towards the towards the disc release to finish the DLC, and then they hold it back. And, right. I, and people aren't exactly happy about that, but I think they've gotten sure. used to that idea. I think right. it's, now it's all about delivering it to your doorstep in a disc form and not giving you access to it, even though the disc is still there on the on that or right. the data is still there on the disc. Right. I think is where people are really getting but, upset. But I mean, at least the simple answer though is don't put the data on the disc. Exactly. Anymore, right? I mean, how- like Namco used to do that all the time, right? Did they? Yeah, I think it depends on the game. Right, weren't they? Wow. Well, I don't like, remember. for what game are you talking about? I, 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 I don't know. I just remember hearing about that. Like, I mean, but, certain but games, certain games have con- like, for example, let's take one that we talk about all the time: Monster Hunter 3G. Right in Japan, mm-hmm. it's a 3DS game. And Portable Third was like this as well in PSP. Where and Dragon Quest Nine actually was like this as well. Where it had these downloadable quests every week for a year after the game came out. But a they were free. That's B, they the were. On, they, they pretend right. like they're not on the card, but they actually were on the cartridge. Mm. You weren't actually downloading. You could anything. actually use you were just the game downloading like some way to unlock them. them. Yeah. The big thing of that is that. But right, free. that it was free. Yeah. So I feel like if you're going to charge for it, then maybe you just have to keep it off the disc and factor yeah. the charges or whatever that you're worried about into the cost of the content. Now the weird thing is, I didn't get Problem upset solved. about this. Like yeah. bring it back to Quake 1997 or whatever. Yeah. Is that remember when they how they initially distributed Quake? Is through the like the. The Nine Inch Nails like disc that you get at the computer store, you the computer software store, yeah, yeah, you right. Buy the you get the shareware for like five bucks, ten like bucks, a few levels, right? And you have to call id Software and like give them your credit card or something, and then you could they would give you a code and right. you can unlock. And the game was on that, the full game was on the disc right. on the true. CD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That didn't bother me because maybe because I only paid five dollars or ten dollars, yeah. right? But it's still sitting there, they're locking the data. But then it, maybe it comes down to the sixty dollar thing. Where exactly. like, I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. there that was is a exactly similar it. thread on Usenet of people screaming and bitching. But <laughs> oh, nobody I don't saw think it. so. No, I don't think so. Because really? that was the shareware model, right? I mean, yeah. uh, a lot of games did that's that. That's why they, they called it shareware. No, there was when nobody you, bitching and moaning because id Software said we have the best encryption technology ever, and this is how it's going to work, and this is a new way to distribute. And like within like twenty four hours, somebody cracked it. Which one? Which one made shareware famous? Was it Doom or Wolfenstein? Was it? Was, was it Doom? It Doom? Oh, Wolfenstein was Wolfenstein, before Doom. Yeah, I think yeah. No, Doom but one was, of them actually. Doom was the one that actually got distributed. And was that what it right. was? Was you actually? It was all there, but you paid to unlock the rest of it. Is that how it worked? Actually, uh, one of 
say yes. I guess it is the same thing, though, if right. you think about it. So, um, well, it's, it's not the same thing because the point I wanted to make was that you're pay- the, at the beginning of this generation, everybody's like, oh, games cost so much more to make. Let's raise the prices to uh, $60. And now they're charging $60 for these games. And in Japan, even more, $80, $90. And then they're like, okay, we'll also pay $30 for these extra games. Uh, right. Well, yeah, that's your consumer's $5, the one level yeah, version the, or whatever. The, the shareware yeah. thing, I think, is more a demo model. Almost. Sure. It's yeah. like, sure. you get these three levels that's true. and then Unlocked you want to buy game. more. Yeah. That's a good point. And they still mm. do that on PSN, too. You download the demo and you look at the demo, it's like three gigs because right. when you buy the game, you just, you just pay for downloading the, the even unlocker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So they were kind of uh, talking about this. Capcom was. Um, and sort of saying that they're reevaluating it to get out ahead of Dragon's Dogma, which also has some of its DLC on the disc, not all of it. Have um, they clarified what that DLC even is yet? Or um, let's see. They say that I mean they they go to pains to say that it already offers thirty to four hours of gameplay. <laughs> if you do all the side quests, it's hundred hours. Um, well, it is damage weapons, control, obviously. Yeah, customization I mean, options. To. But I mean, but but honestly, they're what they're pointing out is like you're already getting a full game, right? Right. Honestly, you are with that game. So no, is, it, totally. is a DLC two player co op? <laughs> I wish four player co op. Four player co op. Well, yeah, let's let's yeah, find yeah, out. Right. Maybe so. I would. I wouldn't get people's hopes up. Like that, <laughs> yeah. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't go into details about what is the DLC, what's going to be on the disc, what's not, et cetera, et cetera. But they're kind of saying, like, listen, we're evaluating it, but Dragon's Dogma's already out right, and right. shipped or whatever, mm-hmm. already pressed, so it's not going to be any different in that, but... I will say, if they want to win back, if they upset any Dragon's Dogma fans and they want to win back their hearts, making online multiplayer as a DLC option will make people happier than... I wonder if that's even possible, though. I, I, I know, I know. It's not really hard. Possible. That's Probably a not. sequel kind of thing. Why I couldn't you, guess. theoretically, just control the pawns or something? Like, I don't know. Because latency and, and the net, way that the combat code. system mm-hmm. works. and uh, I mean, I, I think that's a sequel thing, if okay. anything. I yep. can't wait to play that game. We, we pre-ordered our, our Flying Get copies today, so we'll Yay. be getting it slightly early. That's right. So when does that Tuesday. Launch? Well, it launches next yes. Thursday. We'll have it on Tuesday. Holy I know somebody shit. who got his copy today. It makes me very upset. Really? Yeah. Well, he works at Capcom, but still. I mean, it's like, <laughs> still, it's like, it's a little different. <laughs> still, we should have fucking copies of that. Thing. Exactly. We worked on that. We slaved over that. Did you ask for that? No, I didn't. Come on, you know companies in Japan don't give out copies of their games. They anyway. do sometimes to us. <laughs> Not to people who work on them. Yeah. Um, so um, I have to go in 20, 25 minutes. Oh, all right. Well, it's fine. Let's Be, t- peace out, guys. Be that way. Well, fun. Why, wow. why don't we talk about that game that he's working on well why don't we yeah let's talk about the let's talk about the we'll take a little news break um jj give us the news break theme the end of the news it's not, the not end. right it's not now no no no, no. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just a news break oh we're like taking some, a news break some blues clues shit there or something what was that <laughs> so we can come back to the news oh, okay later. yeah uh okay well then i'm just gonna stop the podcast no, don't it's do that like, either. We, we, inter- we, inter- we interrupt the news to... Yada, yada, yada. There you go. Oh, okay. We interrupt this news broadcast for a very special, important notice from Ryan Payton of Camouflage Incorporated. I don't think it's incorporated. I don't either. Close enough. Limited liability. So let's talk about how we made your dreams come true here on this podcast. I want to know the A4 bump. Because that's what we're about. Dreams come true. Let's make some bets. Trademark. Some friendly wagers. Okay. Put some stakes on the line again i, I can't oh, yeah I by the know. way okay real fast fast <laughs> oh, aside no. here i got my one of two stakes that that ryan payton uh owes me and possibly a third if i can prove that the um possibly a third on the way really yeah if i can prove that um portable ops are not portable ops 
Not that crappy piece of shit. Oh, uh, if uh, dirty. <laughs> if Metal Gear Peace Walker uh, for the PSP sold over a hundred thousand in America in its first month, including digital sales, right? But not including Walmart. Not including Walmart. So if you're out there and you have <laughs> Wait, access, why, why, why you know is Walmart not counting? MPD doesn't count Walmart sales. Listen, oh, I see. If you are out there <laughs> and you're a fan of the show, and maybe you work at Sony, I don't know, maybe you work at NPD or ah, whatever. If you can prove uh, this for actually, us. Actually, I already had the MPDs. They didn't help. But um, I think it sold like 88,000 disc copies, P- or uh, UMD copies its first month. All I need is to know if it sold 12,000 or more its first month digitally. We have some very close friends at Sony stores. who I know listen to this podcast who could probably help us that out. That would sure be nice. Wouldn't yeah. it? And wouldn't please that, keep in mind. I would get another stake. About and all I know, the I've never we- lost an NPD bet ever if, if I will get that bet back <laughs> and so many friends keep in mind what mark has been saying about the vita in the past uh past hour so just keep that in mind how awesome and he's like, it is? keep in mind if you want to see republic on your little system <laughs> um, so a4 bump yeah what yeah do we got? tell us about the a4 bump all right so, so in total uh we've we uh you know I, it's hard for me to even say this still i you know we, we we made it at the very end you know it was like a flash kind of photo finish That's yeah right. yes. six, hours uh, six hours left we made it over our very aggressive five hundred thousand dollar goal uh, we ended up at five hundred fifty-five thousand six hundred and sixty-two dollars. So, awesome. quick aside, like break that Good down. Enough, for that's me, a lot of money. We were talking about that. So, how much of this money do you guys came from your parents? Actually, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> how much of this money do you guys actually see? Give me the. Give me the. Who uh, takes what? So you. So Kickstarter takes five percent. Okay. And then so we are still we're still finding out how much Amazon payments will take because oh. they take a percentage of each. Pledge. Do all payments mm. go through Amazon payments or just yes, some of them? All, all of them, them do. Okay. I thought it was, you know, that's not known. It's not like 10%. It's anything? not a flat thing. It's like it, it wavers between around, around 3%. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. All right. So, um, so and, that adds and so we're, that's part of the reason why we don't have the money yet is because we're waiting for credit cards to get um, processed. processed. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that have had trouble. You know, the banks call them and say, hey, do you want this thing processed? Right. So we're talking like 45, 50K out to yeah. those two guys. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then. And then Apple takes their bite of... Well, they, they will take their bite of, of the of sales the, oh, of the iOS, iOS version. version. Okay. Right. right. Wait, how does that work? How do they... I, I'm probably not thinking about this. Sort of, how, does that, how does Apple know exactly how many iOS versions... Is it just the people who pledge who ask for the iOS version? Yeah, so we're going to send out a survey, basically, to anybody who, who pledged over $10 and say, hey, if you... For the iOS, do you want the iOS version or over fifteen dollars? If you want the iOS like version, or the desk, do you want the version? iOS version, <laughs> <laughs> or do you want the Steam version where we don't have to pay? Yeah, you have to pay. Yeah, so is the, is the percentage the same or roughly the same? I don't know how much uh, Steam takes because we're I not. I think it's the same thirty percent. Is it thirty yeah. percent? Because we're not we're not on Steam right now. Like, that's something that maybe we'll do, we'll talk about down the road. Oh really? Yeah. Is, yeah, we got a phone call. No, don't worry about uh, that. No, don't worry that's about it. It happens. Is that is that Steam calling? Yeah, yeah, it's like thirty percent. Ryan, we'd love your Gabe, game. Gabe calls in from time to time. Yeah, but, right yeah. on. That's cool. Can you ask right him about this console? Cool. So, uh, <laughs> so we had eleven thousand six hundred and eleven pledgers. Yeah, wow. which is a lot. That's it's a lot. Good. Yeah, it was really cool. Who was your first pledger, by the way? Oh, yeah. Who was that? Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Who were your first three? Two of your first three are sitting at this table. That was yeah. really a fun experience uh, because I was really tired, just exhausted. Stay up the whole night getting the the Kickstarter page ready. And who was up? But uh, John and Mark, That's right. you guys, and you guys checked the page at the very I think last moment. We were on moment. Skype with you when you like pressed the. Button oh yeah, you guys were. You guys were. It was awesome. We're like change the reward tier. Do this. Do that. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of last minute changes that happened. How do we word it? Did we include an exclamation point? Did we call it this edition? Yeah, we, yeah, we renamed the editions like on <laughs> wow. the fly at the very end. I it was did really not cool. know that that happened. That's cool. That happened. That did. Happen. I, I shouldn't take much credit for that. Mark actually was a much bigger help on this whole thing. But Mark was a big. Mark was 
there with Ryan from the very beginning. I was just there at the very end, but with but you Ryan. from the yeah, beginning, exactly. <laughs> Don't there was forget one that. set of footprints. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I came. So uh, okay, so bets on how much money did your eight four mafia eight four clan bring in? Eighty four thousand eight hundred. Forty-four dollars and eighty-four cents. Four dollars. <laughs> so eighty-four thousand from Mark. I'm gonna say realistic. Are we trying to be realistic here? No. I'm, okay. I will say. We, yeah, let's see. I have a number in mind. I'm gonna say three thousand dollars. I'm going to say. Mm, let me think about this. You made five hundred fifty-five thousand. Yeah, maybe, maybe like, I'll say five thousand. That's kind of high, but I'm kind of hopeful for our audience. So really. Um, okay. I'm going to go even higher and say 8000 Whoa. 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 Whoa that's not $1. <laughs> oh, you son dude, of a you, bitch. What? This isn't the price is right, <laughs> dude. You know what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I, well, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking in the tens of thousands, but I guess... What? I guess not. Maybe, maybe more like... No, just, 20, say what it tell, just say what your heart tells you. Go with your heart, JJ. 2500 Wait, that's not tens of thousands. Okay, well then, uh, <laughs> make up your mind, dude. Well, uh, hearing you guys, I was no, no, no. What, what did you first think? What did you, what did you yeah, first think? Twenty-five thousand. You thought, 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 and what was yours, Brendan? Eight thousand. Eight thousand. So uh, Brendan's closer, okay. but it is in the tens of thousands. It's thirteen thousand thirty-eight dollars. Wow, no joke. You know, yes. that's really good. Respect. That's awesome. Thank you to all you guys. Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, you people awesome. rock. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Very cool. Very very cool. Do you, you don't happen to have a number of how many people that was? Do you? you only yes, I do. It was two hundred and seventy-six people. Kick ass! Wow, that is awesome. So that's all very you good guys news. Rock. Now to the bad that's news. Very good news. That's very good news for our uh, eventual uh, Kickstarter. That's yeah, because right. <laughs> if the bump alone can get thirteen thousand. Yeah. So that was the good news. Here's the bad news. Uh-oh. Bad news. Uh, the bad news is that. Uh, as far as average pledges, yes. um, from from the whole Kickstarter, uh, the average pledge was forty seven dollars and eighty six cents. Mm. Oh, that's really high. Yeah, for, uh, yeah, forty seven dollars and eighty six cents. The average eight four pledge was eighty four cents. Forty seven dollars and twenty four cents. So about oh. sixty se- sixty cents off, roughly. <laughs> so if that's as bad as the news gets, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. yeah. But I thought you were going to say like five dollars yeah. or something. Like no, people but, want the money. I mean, we can tell everybody right now. Yeah. Right. No. Take oh wait. Back. Actually, I have some good news again. Oh, okay. so, oh okay. yeah. So bring it back. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. You know. You see what I did there. Sandwich. Yeah. So um, one of the interesting things I was honestly kind of worried about because I had heard that a lot of pledges fail. Yeah. After the credit cards get charged. Ah. That makes sense. So we had. Over 500 uh, failed like transactions, basically. Wow! And wow. over time, those are that number is going down as people are figuring out like getting their funds moved around selling and things. Oh, that's great! So, exactly. They must, they, I guess blood. they give them a certain amount of time to they do their shit right. out or whatever. Exactly. Right. They get about a week or two. Okay. Um, so there's about five, 523 failed transactions. So it was about 4.5 percent. Any real big ones? That 4.5 percent. Yeah. Of the entire. Of the entire take. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow! That's so. Ga- and I one guess- of them was very big. Oh. Uh, and uh, uh, but for the eight four pledgers, the failure percent was in a is only three point two percent. Wow. Very good. So nice. there you go. Wow. We're men of our word. Men and women. Uh, <laughs> Wait, three percent of, of the total eight four bump? No, sorry, three percent of the entire. Oh, take. so it's not that much different. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at math. Only I'm nine people. That you only nine people defaulted. Okay, oh, okay, good, good, good. You line, you nine people. You know who you are. What the fuck? That's awesome. Yeah. And naturally, the, I mean, actually, to be fair, people have already written in and said they gave the 8-4 bump to other projects as well. But nice. it's yeah. not just a Republic thing. When you pledge anything that you think is cool, yeah. give them the 8-4 bump so they know, so that when they become rich and famous, they think of us. Bump and, it, you. <laughs> and you. And you. And you. Bump it forward, Winner is everybody. you. Bump it forward. 
There will be other ways to support 8-4 very yes, soon. Yes, we'll work it out. Yeah. Oh, that's soon. actually very soon. Yes, he's right. Yes. Whoa. Ooh. When the stars are aligned. That's right. Um, anyway, uh, so Ryan, why don't we talk about more stuff like in general about, uh, about sure. what happened with you and stuff like that. Yeah. Since it's so fresh and just happened. And I mean, you got a lot of press about it. So like it kind of like you rode these waves, these like crazy mm-hmm. waves. So you first announced and it got like a, you know, good, pretty good initial start. But yeah, people are also like. Wow, like why isn't this on PC and Mac? Right. Like five hundred thousand is a lot of money for an iOS game. Um, it looks like super professional and super slick. Uh, like why do I have to give money to this? Right, right. The game's going to get made already. Right. Um, and then like went you know flat for a while. Then you guys did announced. What was the order? Was it PC and PC Mac? And Mac. Was the next big right. thing before that? I think the worst the, the worst day you guys were down to like seven hundred dollars one day or something like that, right? Yeah, Wasn't I think it? we got something like fifty pledges like in it, a day. At that or point, something. like it was that, really bad. that when you were down like that low, were you thinking like this is over, or were you had you already had in mind? Sorry, Mark, I didn't mean to take over no, the no, interview. Good, had you good. already had in mind that like you know th- th- we've got this plan and this plan and that plan, and so we're going to roll these out and things are going to get better? Like, what were you thinking at that point when it hit kind of rock bottom? Well, I, I started. I stopped checking the the page like for oh. days because it was really? so hard to see. Really? Yeah. Uh, but I did know that we had some stuff down the line, but it just didn't didn't make any sense for me. To, I just I was kind of waiting for the day that never came, which was go to the office and the guys like, "Hey, did you see what happened?" Mm. And, like it finally caught on because there was a lot of people that mm. are very that have a lot of experience in Kickstarter or like really smart people that follow the industry and said, "Just give it time." Right? Mm, right, and that didn't turn out to be good advice at all. Mm, um, mm. One of the weird things about Kickstarter is, I, I, and maybe we can talk more about this. I think you got a lot of different advice, right? And nobody kind of has it figured out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody, th- everybody thinks they have it figured out, or they're like, "I'm the one who knows." But yeah. well, there's lots of different points you can point to that are right. like important things for why the things that succeed are huge and why the ones that don't fail but it's there's definitely not it's evolving it's such a new thing still mm. that everyone is still definitely right. figuring it out yeah. and, and that's why I'm like, again I'm really proud of what we did is that we didn't just follow the exact same like formula I guess you could say about the other successes up until that point which was you know establish IP bring it back from the dead PC right. only right. you know you gotta be you know a kind of a game Illuminati of sorts like kind of a old, old school not classic like gaming slick, uh, per- slickly produced like quintessential normal like game trailer right yeah exactly you talk about the idea you don't show the game you know you have like a little more rough of a video because it you know shows you guys need the money right you know and it's all part of that formula you tie yourself up to a chair yeah you know (laughs) you make your interviews you (laughs) and you know you talk about the gamers what they really want (laughs) yeah i mean you make you make you have lots of comedy in there right you call it the publishers and you say how much they suck right i mean these are these are proven ways you can you can argue to get a lot of pledges, right? And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but like, we decided to do something different. No, absolutely. I think you guys had, I, I, maybe this is skipping around a little bit, but I think you guys had a little bit of something like that. Not, fortunately, in this case, you didn't orchestrate it yourself, but I think there was a little bit of a sort of a, you know, like you're saying, like they, they go against the publishers and the fans kind of want to react to something and like pledge their support for the something. Touch right. oh, you had the Touch Arcade thing in your favor, I think, where the editor-in-chief of that site was kind of a jerk to you and Basically about Kickstarters in general. I, um, he used the word shit farter. What kind of idiot says that? Well, the thing that's really interesting to me about that whole thing is like I actually I thought I was a fan of that site until then. I mean, they were probably the most well known you know gaming site for 
iPod or iOS or whatever. I mean, like, we had actually recommended them to some people when our friends had games coming out and stuff. And then, like, you know, when the leader of the site, the sort of face of the site, comes out and is, like, acting like a child, you know, it kind of makes you, like, reconsider, like, do you really want to support the site or whatever? But Gaff, like, took to it and just ran with it. Like, Gaff was just, (laughs) like... You know, I think you probably got tons of pledges from gaffers who weren't even really pledging for your game. Not to say that, right. you know, yeah, but sure. to be totally honest, like they were kind of like, we're going to take this guy down, this hot, <laughs> exactly. this hot app guy or whatever his name is. Um, and I think nope. that definitely was in your favor. I think that was the start of the resurgence where people began to, I think, well, no, that was after the PC announcement. That was after. It was right? after that. It was, and it was after David Hater, right? David Hater and Jennifer. That was another. It was certainly one of the bumps. Yeah, in the in the in the. In yeah, the, I mean, we got some momentum there, um, but it, again, from the very beginning, it was. In my opinion, the most controversial Kickstarter game, you know, project out there for sure. a variety of reasons. Right. Sure. And I, it always frustrated me. And still, to the very bitter end, it was never about the game. It was never about like if you go in the FAQs of like Shadowrun Returns, it's all people asking questions about, hey, what kind of environments are you guys going to have? Like, what's like the level up system going to? I never, we never got any of those questions. I think mm-hmm. people were either they're not sold in the game, and they didn't care, or mm-hmm. they were already sold and they didn't need to know anything more about it. But it's always about. Hey, so why are you guys iOS only? Where's Android? Where's Vita? Or what do you guys think about Touch Arcade? What do you guys think about <laughs> like what, like how are we gonna get the codes? It's all about the logistics of the Kickstarter. Like, why did you ask for five hundred thousand right, dollars? Right, it was right. never about the game. Right. But then again, like at the very beginning, the That's thing really that the thing that I thought was really encouraging is that the first day, everybody's coming like, "Wow, this game looks ridiculous." And a lot of people saying, "Hey, there's no way that this game actually runs on iPhone and iPad." So right. then we made sure in future videos to show people actually using it on yeah. the on the. So it was sure. all really good stuff, I and mean, people were really impressed with. The game and that was a great that, mm. that's where I, I said hey even if we miss kickstarter i thought it was a net positive experience because right people were really excited about what we're doing it's interesting i think i think part of the reason is that those other ones are established ip so people want to know right. what you're doing with the established sure. ip right. but right. it's almost a reason why they would ask more questions about your game because they might right. have no idea exactly. what kind of game it right is and, still. And, and nothing was proven from previous versions or anything yeah, yeah. Like, like nobody asked us about multiplayer right like what about I mean, multiplayer right <laughs> No multiplayer. Oh, Ow. there you go. I think that's good. You heard it here first. Nobody <laughs> asked about New Game Plus. No, nobody asked plus, about Ryan? like like different characters Ryan, you control. What like, about New Game Plus? What is this? Like, are you Jeff <laughs> Keighley trying to get exclusive out of me? We're not talking about that, Billy. Oh well, oh. gee, why didn't people ask about that? Yes. What about different playable characters? <laughs> what about different playable characters? Ask Billy Berghammer. <laughs> All right, well, I think we know why people didn't ask you these questions. <laughs> Seriously, what, what, like you act like you wanted people to ask you these questions. All right, so you got a lot of advice about Kickstarter from from various different people. What what is the advice that you would have now? What what did you take away from the whole thing? Like, what did you learn? Yeah, yeah. Well, I learned a lot of things, um, and uh, one of them was from the very beginning is that make sure that you're all rested up before the the beginning of the campaign, because as you guys know, I was up the previous night, all all the previous night, just trying to get everything perfect, and then I hit the go the go the go button, and we're live, and yeah. I'm exhausted, and I can't like I can't even understand what the hell's going on because <laughs> we've been crunching for so long, right. and like all my body wanted to do was like just rest and sleep. And I'm like, wait, but this is like one of the biggest days of my life. Marathon has just right. yeah. begun, and yeah. you didn't sleep mm. the night before. Right. Basically. Yeah. And on top of that, like the previous week, I was barely sleeping at all. Right. right? right so right. like, that's a that's a big one. Um, you were crunching on getting the trailer done. Right. And ready. The trailer finished up like a day or two before right. you put it live. Right. Because yeah. you had a hard start date, I guess mm. you could say, um, from some press you had done. It right. was going to go live, right. like print and otherwise. Right. Um, so you had to. There was no delaying it, like another right. week. 
All right. So, okay. I'd like, to, I'd like to say that staying honest, like worked in our favor at the very end because, you know, people would say like, Hey, you guys are stupid for doing this or doing this. And we would, what give, do people say you're stupid for doing? For example, like asking for $500,000, uh-huh. right? It's mm-hmm. like, they said, you should have asked for a hundred thousand dollars. And then you probably would have got Get over more it. than that. Yeah. And it would have been, and, and I, you know what? They probably were right. We, they might, we might have yeah. even gotten more, right? Yeah. But we didn't need a hundred thousand dollars. We needed five hundred thousand right. dollars, right? right? Like we were being. And you guys definitely stuck to the message. I did notice, like there was never any confusion about that. And I think I think that was a good thing for sure that you guys actually were clear about that. Here's one thing, though. So if the initial, initial, uh, if the initial <laughs> budget was a million dollars for the iOS version, right, right, and then now you're doing a PC version as well right. that is going to be, well, actually, I'm curious to talk more about this sure. too as well, like uh, different in in some mm-hmm. ways, in some important ways, right? Um, isn't that kind of changing what the budget is then for for your game because now you're yeah. doing two and the other one is going to cost something well yeah actually you know we didn't really talk about this publicly but the way that we figured out in terms of dollars and cents is that hey we're going to put the ios version on sale we're going to start getting some revenue and instead instead of that going into you know everybody's you know like a, a ship check right. of, of sorts right mm-hmm. that that we're going to we're going to use that money towards uh, the building the pc and mac version okay Interesting. Okay, so we have, so let's talk a little bit about that though. Like uh, partway through the Kickstarter, you announced a PC and Mac version, and you you talked previously about before if we were going to do that, it would have to be like changed, yep. modified, because this idea is built from the ground up right. for iOS. And then you said, okay, we are going to do this, but it is going to be what I talked about, like changed in significant ways right. to be built around the different platform. Right. So like what kind of things, just like roughly, like what, what are we talking about? Are we talking about story? Are we talking about just mechanics of how things work? Are we talking about like, would the rooms be different? Like, like uh, we're going to try not to mess around with the art assets too much other than making them, you know, a little bit better. So we're going to be creating much more higher res assets than we initially anticipated mm. because of the PC and Mac version. Isn't the, well, isn't the, um, wouldn't the iPad have the yeah. high, super high res anyway, though the retina display, right? Like the, well, yeah, for the, for the backgrounds. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's oh, a but huge memory, but for pieces. but for the cinematics, we have some tricks that we're using for the 3D environments, ah. and we have to we have to scale those down to get them working on the on the phone. Okay, and so those would be higher okay. at higher quality. But really, it's more about like the moment to moment gameplay, which is going to be different. Like the the thing that I think we're most excited excited about in terms of the PC and Mac version is the idea that you have multiple windows up and you can be able to like open right, and close different windows, right? right? And so it's more like you are a, like a, this is so, how, how is this fantasy? You're like a security guard, like or like a mall security guard. You have all your monitors up in front of you. You can kind of monitor different things at once. Yeah. And uh, because we, we, you can't do that on iOS in terms of just memory. Right. Um, and how so, far, how, in terms of screen real estate yeah, or like a million room, different right. rooms. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I got both versions. That's, yeah. that's cool. I don't know how far ahead you've gone since, um, you know, how far ahead you've actually thought out the scheme if you've like planned it all out from beginning to end mm-hmm. or what but i mean have you actually figured out if that's actually like feasible like how, how different is the game going to become from that like we're, we're talking about potentially like a, i don't want to say drastically different because like you say the assets and everything are the same but you're talking about a potentially fairly different game. yes the moment to moment gameplay will be different mm-hmm. right which is kind of scary but you know we've, we've we're, we're setting aside we thought three or four months of design time that uh you know with a pre-existing game that we can start building off of it's gonna be enough um, and we we hope that's gonna be enough, but we're you know what we're not gonna ship it until we feel like it's good. You sure. Know? And also, uh, it seems like like interface options would be much broader. For right. example, like I mean, some of the stuff you showed in the video, at least anyway, seemed like you know like hacking a computer mm-hmm. or, or um, you know uh, cameras and stuff like that. Right. And that Bioshock model for hacking stuff mm-hmm. has been uh, probably that probably wasn't even the first instance of it. Like yeah beaten to death yep. in a million different games 
it would be interesting to see, I mean, something a little more analogous to real hacking. So yeah. Add a keyboard. Yeah. You need a real hacker, too. Right? If you want to do that, just play the new Notch game. Right. That's I mean, right. That, that's actual real hacking. Yeah, yeah, so Ezra, one of the uh one of the designers and on on the project is really excited about the idea that we have a con like a com- like a command console of sorts. Yeah. It's with really simple commands. Right. Um right. Yeah. Uh, can uh, will you promise me that we will not get a to- connecting tube thing in order to hack things? <laughs> I promise you that. I promise you that. Really? I promise you that. Right it's, here. Yeah, it's live it recorded. Right. Wasn't that like right here first? folks while we're at it let's promise there are no like wolf medallions that have to go in like keyholes on the hey, wall no. I can't promise that hey, I can't. don't promise I don't want you to promise that because that would be an awesome homage <laughs> yes eagle and wolf medallion in two books I mean that's just how people used to lock their shit of course, of course back in the day that's part right? of yes. being survival horror you know it's right. just, you gotta do your research yeah. man that's how people used to lock shit up but you know now that the Kickstarter campaign's done it's it's we can finally as a team kind of go back to these conversations and yeah. it's just it's sure. awesome. Like we're, I mean, we're we're very thankful like for that whole experience, and it's been great. But it's also a relief to go just back into the creative and start working on the game some more. And yeah, uh, you achieved your goal, and now it's time to get busy. And I think that's what people want the most out of. They just want a great game. Right? Yeah. How, yeah. No, go ahead. How how much are you going to be? You know, like some of these kickstarters from like for example, Double Fine from day one. Their whole point was to bring to bring forth the sort of documentary you guys are going to kind of see behind the curtain how we mm-hmm. make the game from beginning to end. Any of that. In the works, like, are you planning to involve the community in ga- in the design process, or just watching you guys develop the game, or is this more like we're gonna we're well, done now? We're gonna make the game. Speaking as a um, higher tier uh, donor, I will say sure. I think I am guaranteed some kind of say about uh, who lives and who dies. In this game. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and my name is going to be in the game. Apparently, right? Um, it's not really? yet determined. Yeah, that wow. dude. It's what it said on the fucking Kickstarter. Yeah, well, you know, she her name used to be Hope. That's yeah. right. So <laughs> now it's Gaming Jesus. Big, Big Mac. Big Mac. <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> Mac what was Daddy. the question again? <laughs> I don't remember. I was asking you if you're going to involve the community as you know in any aspect. Oh, right. of any of no, Please so, don't. So please don't. No, I don't mean. I don't mean. I don't mean necessarily. Right. I'm not anything. saying they necessarily have a design, but maybe they're going to have a window into the development or anything like that. So yeah, we're going to offer a window into development, but it might be more after the fact. Like we want to deliver a really good documentary making of, like we did with Metal Gear. I mean, we're working with the same guys that did the MGS4 making of uh, the That's, you know uh, Victor greedy. Lucas and Greedy Productions and those guys. It looks like you have something to say, Sporks. I just was you know <laughs> as like a good PR stunt. Maybe you uh, set up a few cameras in your office that c- players can control Ooh. while you're doing stuff. That's so a that was actually idea. one idea that we had for the Kickstarter is like at a certain pledge, like at five dollars, you get access to our always on Cre- webcam, to our creepy yeah, like, <laughs> studio. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's, it's along the idea of you know with surveillance and things yeah. like that. It's interesting, but um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a really delicate balance because you know we're 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 forever indebted to the eleven thousand people that pledged, sure. right? I think we're gonna say eight four and and to the, <laughs> the two hundred and seventy six yes. people who um, who uh, through eight four pledged. Uh, and and we want to show them and get them give them more access to the game than than normal people outside of the that that circle of trust is going to get. But with that said, I don't think we're going to have conference calls about hey, we're thinking about this kind of plot line for this character. What do you guys think? Right, because right. I think at the end of the day, it's not going to be better. I think it, the game will actually become worse, exactly, which yeah. is never right. And that would idea. ruin the game for the community right, too, because exactly. they want to be surprised and right. want to. 
see something new too. Right. But now, so, with, with that said, we can yeah. come back and say, and I think we're going to do this at some. We're, hey, we're having this debate within a team as a team mm. about you know for the PC version, we want to have hotkeys do this, or we want to do this. What what, what way do you guys prefer? Because you guys are hardcore PC gamers, right? right? That kind of stuff I think is totally within the realm of possibility. Mm. It's less about the creative. I'm not. I think I think vision and like having a strong vision is really important. Yeah, I've seen with like Shadowrun, they're like actually putting votes to the people who've pledged right. to like, do you want this or do you want that? Like, which area of these? Like, yeah, which three area, areas, exactly. whatever, do you want in the game, sort of thing? And I mean, that's I, maybe, kind of established, right? I was gonna say that's kind of different with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. that's interesting. So, um, hmm. what other other lessons? Yeah, I know you gotta you gotta get going. You have a lot of high powered uh, kicks kick meetings with kick meetings. So any kind of takeaways? Yeah. Um, Sum it up. Life lessons. The uh, end of the Doogie Hauser episode. Right, of right your right. life where you made the five hundred thousand dollar Kickstarter. Boop, boop, what are you boop, typing boop, into boop, the boop, keyboard boop, boop, boop. that like you know a pithy statement that sort of sums up your crazy experience i would say that um kind of like real world we got a little more real um throughout the campaign and i think uh that uh, that, that 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 was a lot that was really to, into our, our our favor uh because at the very beginning we started being really polished it was just me on camera talking about the game yeah. and we really wanted the focus to be on the game and the vision of the game right. but over time we started bringing more people into the team um and, and people started really getting like kind of emotionally tied into the project into like having favorites on the team that they liked oh like you mean like uh bernice had some fans i saw on yeah Twitter. bernice yeah. had some fans um and uh and yeah jeremy had some fans including his mom who was on the live stream like telling everybody these like embarrassing stories about him when he was growing up <laughs> um but that i mean that's part of it, i think is like uh, people understand there's actually real people behind the game yeah. right um and so i think that was important and we also like in- integrated we're more of ourselves and so there's more humor coming across towards the end and kind of a little more lighthearted. where the first video was very serious right, right. Yeah. and i think that was one takeaway i mean i wish we had a full-time video guy and editor mm-hmm. to help with all the video content um i mean i can go down my list of sure. stuff but do it um I mean, one thing I thought that really worked in our favor was that I made sure I replied to every single message that came in. Mm, oh, wow. um, and I actually, when when times were at their worst almost, especially after the PC and, and, and Mac announce, when it died down again, there was barely any pledges coming in, I, would go, I went back and I went through every single message to anybody who asked about Android. And I said, hey, you asked about Android. I'm assuming you have a PC. Uh, we just announced a PC version. Right. Like, maybe you're interested in it. Right, right. And, right. and Based on all the replies, that oh yeah, I didn't see that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. It was about two thousand dollars worth of pledges that we got just by like you know sure. reaching wow. back to the community. Nice. And I think that was that was well worth the afternoon that guys, I spent doing that. Did you feel like when you announced the Mac and PC thing that that was like the silver bullet? You were like, all right, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do the Mac and PC thing. Boom, there. It yeah, goes. I mean, because we were going on Gaff and we're seeing, and I'm talking with guys, Everybody and they said, saying, right, and they're saying, look, you are stupid. <laughs> All you have to do is do one thing. Yeah. Announce a PC port. Yeah. Right? Right. And and I'm hold, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm never going to announce a port. I'm right. going to announce a, if we're going to do it, it'll be a unique version. It's not a point and click adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we want to listen to the community at the same time. Right. And so everybody, once we did it, they're just like, yeah, see, they, they listen. This is, this is going to work. This is going to work. And they and did then, pledge. There wasn't, you know, there was a, there was a bump, good bump. Right. But we were still... But- it, yeah. it was not the bump that we needed. Right. However, at the end of the day, when I'm looking at all the stats and I'm number crunching, like PC and Mac, yeah, like not it, it, it was ma- massive for us. It saved, especially I think at the very, very end, where we're getting literally hundreds of pledges every single minute, right? And a lot of those were coming from PC because at the those before, last couple of days were amazing. Yeah, right? and, but the before the final day, we still had more pledges for iOS. 
and we were at like three hundred fifty thousand mm. dollars. So what that that what that told me is that there is a market out there. Now we've kind of proven maybe not a five hundred thousand dollars, but maybe for a project that needs fifty thousand or a hundred thousand, one hundred fifty thousand, right. that you could have a pretty cool iOS game and people will be willing to pledge. Yeah, I like to think that we've kind of blazed a trail there. Um, and I've got a couple other things. Yeah, well, um, go. Buh, 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 buh. Um, I felt like the read off your slickly produced uh, PR sheet. That you're yeah, writing. this is that Billy prepared for me. And speaking of Billy, <laughs> speaking of Billy, yeah. So Billy Berghammer, friend of the show, superhero. Yeah. So the, uh, what do they call him? The third chair, the fourth. What do they call Plan him? B? Plan B. Plan B. There you Plan go. B. Um, oh, what, is that his new thing? He's got a lot on new it, That's like from like two years ago. <laughs> it's not really new. But, uh, come on, you know, from Weekend Confirmed. You right, right, right. Every week. Sure, yeah. So uh, <laughs> one thing I noticed is that I'm just, I, I'm, I'm completely 100% focused on Kickstarter from the very very time that we start, went, went live and the rest of the team is working on the game because we, we don't have a lot of money. I mean, we're, our, our bank account is almost drained. We can't afford to put the, take the team offline for a month and right. work on Kickstarter, yeah, right? No, for nice. sure. Um, so I said, I'm going to take it all on my own shoulders, I'm going to do this. And it was way more than I could ever do. Answering all the messages, doing all the press interviews, doing every, like, figuring out all the rewards, getting different art in there. I just couldn't do it. And, and Billy Berghammer, to his credit, like, came and kind of approached me and said, hey, I'm willing to help out. And uh, so for, we had him for almost a month, and he kind of put together all the different things, making sure we had updates every day, helping me organize my thoughts and organizing different videos, what we're going to announce, what yep. we're going to release, and all that. And nice. that... That saved us, I think. And yeah, yeah, no, totally. He was like he literally believed. Plan B. He was. Time. He yeah. was literally he Plan props, B. Props to Billy. He believed the whole time, and uh, yeah, totally came through. Awesome driving force, friend of the show. Yeah, Billy he's been Bird on the Hammer. show before. Yeah, actually, I, I still have another again. question for you. I don't yeah. know if it's no, in the yeah, list. Go ahead, but go ahead. I want to know the, the David Hater and uh, uh, what's her name, Jennifer Hale. Jennifer Hale. This was Fem in Shep. there from the beginning. Yeah, Fem Shep. Was she? These are guys were part of the plan, yeah. or were these like uh, okay? We were thinking about doing this. We weren't sure. Now we kind of need some sort of PR bump here. Let's let's move forward with it. Like what? What? So David Hader, yeah, David Hader was definitely signed on from the very very beginning. Okay. Um, last as of last last summer. So wow. this is, I mean, this wow. is a long time in the making. For for the five of you who don't know, he's uh, who plays Solid Snake and uh, Big Boss in the Metal Gear Solid right. series. And, and Jennifer Hale, and we had more of like a rough agreement that we were going to do something, but we didn't hadn't figured out the character and when we we're going to announce it. And that was something that more was more recent. But actually, the way it all worked out was is that we wanted to have a video of like David Hader announcing that he's going to be working, like he's going to provide his voice to the Republic, and that's really cool. And so, but the, we're having this logistic issues again with video because he's down in Los Angeles, we're down in Seattle. Like I, I didn't want to like fly down there, but like, and we needed somebody on camera with him, mm-hmm. and it just worked out perfectly that in the smack in the middle of our Kickstarter campaign, there was the Canadian Video Game Awards being videotaped right. in in Vancouver, BC, which is a three hour drive away from Seattle. Yeah. So I drove up there that weekend, hung out with David and Jennifer Hale. We Wasn't recorded. Was David the host of that? He was the host. Yeah. He did an awesome Sword job. Sword and sorcery won. Like Sword and sorcery everything. owned everybody. Um, had a good what a great game. I love that game. It's a really good game. It was awesome. Um, and I, I like the Super Brothers guys. I had a chance to hang out with them, and they gave yes. me a lot of good advice about what to do with the Kickstarter nice. as well. It was awesome. really cool. But yeah, so that's where we recorded the announced videos for David Hader and Jennifer Hale. So yes, it was in the works before that. Yeah. It's just we didn't have the time to do the videos. And actually, it worked out, I think, to our benefit is that we needed Definitely. something to excite people in the middle of that 30 day campaign. Right. right. And we know as well as anyone else that, like, you know, when you're trying to do something new, you got to dip into your, you know, your bag of old tricks. And like, these were people who had you established relationships with during your Konami days and, you know, made good friends with them. And that's, you know, that's a really smart thing to do. I'm curious, do you have other things like that in the works right now? Or is that kind of 
all yeah, you we've thought. got we've got plenty. Like yeah. yeah, we've got like more. There's more Metal Gear cast members that are going to be on on the game, oh, wow. and not because they're from Metal Gear, or because the name value. It's just these are the people that I connected with the most. No, absolutely. During, That's what I'm and saying. And they're super yeah. high quality, and totally. they they they're excited about the game, and they've reached out to me. Is, it's awesome. Yeah, is uh, Hideo like- Kojima going to be in the game? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the one thing I want to know is what. I mean, can you even mention? Have you talked to him about this? What's what is what does Kojima think about? I don't this? know. I don't know what Hideo thinks really? about the game. You should ask him. Have, ask him next time he's on the Eight Four Play we'll podcast. Really yeah, involved. interesting. Maybe I'll yes. ask him on our uh, annual E Three Konami <laughs> pre-recorded. <laughs> I'll just slip that in. <laughs> well, I, you know, I would love. I could sit here and talk about Republic and Kickstarter all day. But yes. I really do have to get going. You should get going. And I want to talk about camouflage and what it's like to do. What I know we're doing we wanted and... to talk more about that. What it's like to run <sighs> in the studio, but we have Skype technology, so yeah. you don't have to be too much of a stranger. Sort of. So, are you going to be? <laughs> when are we going to hear the next thing about Republic? We're going to go dark for a while. Uh-huh. Submerge. Um, we're going to submerge. Going off language. the net, so to speak. Yeah, we're going off the net, off the grid for a while, and and kind of figure some stuff out with the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And uh, but. The thing I one of the things I learned a lot from not only Halo but also Metal Gear is that you know when you come out and you want to show something new, like you do it in a big way, and that's what we're going to do next time too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like every time we do something, it's going to be bigger and it's look better than before, and get more and more people excited. Is that something that great would happen this year, next year? Yeah, what's uh, the release? I know, I know yeah. it's done when it's done, but like right now, what are you targeting? Yeah, we're, your... So we're targeting a summer release for the iOS version, and then a fall next year for summer uh, PC. thirteen. Yeah, so we've got about a year of development for the iOS version. So, so the next splash, it's not going to happen at E3 then, I'm guessing. not going to be at E3. Okay. But I don't know what, when it's going to be after that. Okay. Okay. Cool. And, uh, Did I dodge Jap- that properly? Japanese Make version in the works? What's going on? Japanese version. Well, it's, hey guys, oh. what do you guys think about it? Oh. <laughs> if I could find a localization company that could help out with that. Oh, I wonder we if don't, We don't actually there. localize here. We just, <laughs> no. yeah, I don't know. Google yeah. translates all Yeah, that's all we do. <laughs> actually, to be, to be honest. play them or localize them. To be honest, I actually think I kind of announced that yesterday with Famitsu. Oh really? Yeah. So I basically said, "Hey, I think we're going to work with A4." Oh, <laughs> oh, really? Version, even nice. though you and I, we'll we have to check our schedules. <laughs> <laughs> even though we haven't talked about budget and anything like that, yeah. so we'll hey, why don't we just do that right now? Hey, let's, let's you know, it's all about the community. Let's yep. get people in. Like, let's get into the window of what the budget and like yeah, the raise negotiations. Five hundred thousand dollars, yes. and uh, we'll make that happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, actually, yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to let you go too before this, but something that we've seen recently is like some of these other Kickstarters that are done. They can still. Like uh, Double Fine's got this PayPal thing. Going oh right, that's still, a good. Are question. you going to do yeah, yeah. something like that as well? So the 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 vast majority of the messages that have come in ever since we hit our our goal has been, hey, I missed I missed the deadline. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice it. Right, or right, I was right, gone right. on vacation, or I I was passed out, or something. Um, <laughs> Thirty days yeah. meditation. <laughs> Did you get somebody who said that they were passed out? They, 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 one person said that they were wow. passed out. Um, and they said, yes. Can we still pledge to get these awesome rewards? Um, through PayPal. And my answer has been, yeah, we're working on it. We're going to do it through the official site, but it's not going to be everything because we want to reward those people that, you know, pledge before the deadline. So for the t-shirts and for the hoodie and for a lot of the rewards, more of the higher tier stuff, that's not going to be on the table, but maybe for the game and maybe the book. Sure. Um, those would be things that you nice. can be able to pre-order. Cool. Awesome. So cool. what website is that? that people uh, be camouflage.com. Okay. C-A-M-O-U- F L J A F L A J. Camouflage. Camouflage. C A M O. Camouflage. U F L A J. Yes. So yeah. spell camouflage, but replace You'll the G E with the J. You'll figure it out, listener. <laughs> 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 
Um, all right, cool, man. Well, Yo, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Congratulations, dude. No, thank Seriously, you. really yeah. happy. Get out of here. Congrats. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk more news without you. Um, I'm disappointed. I wish I could stay longer. Uh, we wish you could too, but yeah. we understand you're yes. already probably gonna be late. For yeah, thing, I will be. So. You should right, roll man. out. All right. um, wow, look at what we have here. Republic sneaks past 500k Kickstarter goal with just six hours to spare. We don't need to talk about that <laughs> anymore. Who's that loser? Yeah. Um, all right, moving along. In other making a shitload of money news, uh, Minecraft apparently was profitable in its first hour on sale yeah. at XBLA. Um, Not surprising. I, how does that work? Do you buy stuff? I guess I actually don't know nothing. You buy about the game. You buy the yeah. game. Wait, oh, so you're just saying they sold enough copies to have been profitable? Yes. Yeah, that was kind of expected. Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising. Is what, it though? In the first hour? I guess that's true. If that's probably pretty impressive. Well, I think most I, people. I have nothing to compare it's it to. So it, I don't really it's a know. Port, but, I don't know what. But yeah. anyway, it actually, really, really want to play that. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Um, it sold more than four hundred thousand copies in its first twenty-four hours. Um, that broke digital sales records for the Xbox. That's more than any other XBLA title in the first day. Does it say who had the previous record? Was it? Uh, it does not. Was it the Behemoth guys? Or I I, I'm guessing it may no. have been uh, Trials. Trials. Yes, ah, it was actually it was. It was Trial. It was the new one. Right. It was it Trials Evolution? Yeah. And okay. it, so it got broke rather quickly. Um, another interesting thing is that um, there was some back and forth on uh, Twitter, and what came out of it is that you know Minecraft is getting free updates. Really? Yeah. And um, like quote. And Phil Fish from Polytron, like on Twitter, was like, which is something every other developer on the platform is told is simply not an option. And Notch replied, we had to fight for that. Um, and we got a limited number of them. Not sure why they don't like it. Um, which, I mean, isn't it obvious why they wouldn't like it? Yeah, because they are selling it and they have bandwidth. Right. And, I, I really want to know what servers. the response to that. Did Phil respond to that? or Not that I saw. Uh, okay. But, um, but basically, so, yeah. I mean, they thought it through. I mean, basically... It, Microsoft would have walked on broken glass to get fucking yeah, Minecraft. That you was know that smart, Sony was trying for it. Totally, right? that was a smart move. I'm actually kind of surprised that it sold so well. I feel like like maybe the Minecraft boom is kind of passed. I don't know. Dude, I guess not. Clearly well, not. You know how it works, main, though. When yeah. it comes to a new platform, it's an entirely new generation of people who are just getting sure. on the bandwagon. Right. People who aren't PC gamers, who are just console gamers, who have heard about the whole phenomenon. Right. It's like when Street Fighter 2 came home. I mean, it was huge. Like, even, right. Yeah, even a lot of people who are PC gamers, they see it as just like, okay, I just want to you know play it on my tv and like, you know what the next the, i think the next game that is the obvious big thing like that is diablo right whenever we all know diablo's coming home yep. sooner or later the deck jay wilson has even said they're working on something i mean it's, that's gonna be the next big i hope that I, well i mean yeah we'll see you hope what jj's kind of like eh, i got the pc care, version I don't care. right i hope it's good I, I i like the idea of being able to control it with a <laughs> uh, a controller there's actually a uh uh, WASD script that you can put into Diablo 3, the PC version, to play with your uh, really? c- keyboard and mouse to control your guy. Mm. So, I would like to think that Blizzard would not let the quality on something like that slip, like with their, you know... Like Diablo for PlayStation? That was EA, first of all, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> Ooh, that wasn't that bad, actually. Though. Actually, you know, like... Diablo for PlayStation wasn't that bad. It was just it was okay. straight-up single-player port. I mean, um, Staying in Microsoft, apparently they patented a pressure-sensitive controller... Uh, that also identifies who's holding it. So this sounds kind of like vitality sensor built right in. Actually, when is that coming back? Maybe a little different. Probably yeah, isn't. Nice. We'll, we'll we'll do our E3 prediction show next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next <laughs> I won't. I won't episode. be here for that. But maybe. Oh, really? maybe, maybe I could Skype in. I'll be in America. Yeah, oh, the next shit. episode. 
Is that going to be like right before E3? What's yeah. today? What's the episode yes, of this date? The, the, the date of this episode? Eighteenth. Episode. Eighteenth. Yeah. So the next one is literally a couple of days right before E3. Cool. Well, uh, I'll be out there. Um, basically, device outfitted with the technology would include internal memory and a processing unit. Once gripped by the user, device registers the pressure exerted by the user's mitts and compares that to stored database of recognized pressure profiles. So, so there's mitts. Yeah, well, this is written by... Where do we steal this from? Joystick, probably? <laughs> yeah, I think that's Tom? British English for hands. I see. That's weird. Thank you for So, the yeah, what, what you do... Mitts when you need another word for hands. One way you can implement this is that uh, when you die in Call of Duty multiplayer, like, you get so frustrated, you squeeze your controller, <laughs> and then you just, you your, body just, your body explodes. <laughs> Brilliant. Eventually. Sure. Yeah. Brilliant. That one's free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Infinity Ward. <laughs> the idea. Um, it doesn't really look like a vitality sensor, because you're not inserting anything into anywhere. And it's. I don't think it's taking your blood pressure or <laughs> no. sensing how stressed you are. Um, but yeah, interesting. Anyway, it could just be a technology interesting on patent. a very on a real gimmick level. Yeah, I think. there's no way you could make a game based around. Well, no, that. I wouldn't say that. I think I think people will find ways to make well, it interesting. Yeah. But uh, I just feel like it's ultimately going to be always going to be a sort of like, a more real example would be like holding game. your controller tighter to increase the aim on a gun or something like that. Remember, like you get really tiring, though. Wasn't well, it the PS2 that had the buttons that were pressure sensitive? Like, if you push the X button hard enough, you would accelerate it's still like faster. That. Yeah, it's, is it? It's like yeah. I mean, it's probably something like that. Like, maybe slightly enhance the gameplay experience, yeah. but not and really. I don't, I, I don't think so. The patent, anyway, seems to be stressing that it's going to identify who you are by it, which I don't think is that. Who cares? Interesting yeah. like, use of it, but who knows what it'll be used for. Um, speaking of something that's probably interesting, but I don't really get it, is yes. uh, the Dota 2 championships, which are going to be at PAX Prime. Um, JJ, so you recently had some kind of like epiphany about Dota 2 yeah, actually. and how it works. Explain it like somebody who just came back from Africa for the first time <laughs> and is telling everyone in Europe about what they saw. Well, let me like, kind of explain the appeal of, of playing Dota. Um, all right. In 30 seconds. Paint a picture. Well, remember earlier in the episode when we were talking about um, Dark Souls and how, like, everything has consequences and you're, like, really tense playing it. Dota 2 is essentially that. Uh, Playing a Dota 2 game, you are constantly thinking about the tug of war uh, that is... um, the amount of gold you're getting and the amount of experience your team is getting. You never want to be on the losing end of that because the other team will just steal steamroll you. So when you are, you know, Dota is this game where it's like you play a multi, uh, an MMO in 45 minutes. So you're going out and you're killing enemies. You're getting experience in gold. Do you uh, level up? You level up and everything. And while you're doing that, you're the other items you're buying items and stuff too, uh, and equipping them and, and upgrading them and all that stuff. Um, you but can while stop you're... right there, and I would say that sounds really interesting. Actually, yeah, like yeah. the idea of like a full on game in like 45 minutes. But you're doing that against another team, and so and you do that in the same area. So while you're doing that, the other team can be harassing you and and depleting your life, and you know, vice versa, and all that stuff. So every movement you make you're constantly like at odds with somebody else and every move you make is 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 got heavy consequences cuz if you die you start back at your base and you and you do like the long walk back to where you were grinding so and there are characters that you're killing for experience that are not the your the other player right. opponents that are just things in this world right. that either of you could And kill. you're and you're constantly jostling for position to, you know, kill those guys. So okay. you can get experience more. So it's a resource that. war in right. some sense. Right. In the beginning of the game it's a resource war and then eventually it becomes about killing each other. Mm. And, you know, 
you don't want to be on the losing end of any fight against a player or you know not dying a is like respawning back in like a capture the flag game or something when it's really important that you not have to take the time right. to come all the way back. It's extremely base. important. Right. So like, and, and so, you know, you've got that and there's this whole team aspect where like, you really have to work together. Like why? Because like, if you are any combination that where like, if it's a two versus one, yeah. you're probably not going to win. Right. If you're, you know, three versus two, you're, you you might have a chance, but like it depends on how you know well positioned you are, how good at communicating what you're doing to your teammates are. Okay, and so it, it sounds like a, that that part at least sounds like a like a first person shooter. Yeah, yeah, totally. It, and it's just a fucking rush when you get in there. And like I, I've been playing this one character who has like the, the characters in the game have uh, classes. They're not like real classes, but they. Are classes that the game, like the players, have assigned to them, and I was playing a character who's an, in, an in, initiator, which is the guy who goes into a pack of players and then just like fuck shit up in order. A pack for, of enemies, <laughs> you mean? No, <laughs> other players. Oh, okay. Fuck shit up so that the other guys can come in and then start just picking people off. And so, like, I'm 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 going up the middle lane. There's three lanes. Right. I'm going up in the middle lane, and I see three uh, uh, players sitting there. And I walk in, and from I do the enemy team. On, from the enemy team. And I walk in, and I do my ultra ultimate move, which is like the table flip. Well, I'm just going it's by almost, your hand action. It's right almost now, like or... that. Tentacles come out of the uh, people know. <laughs> people know. Uh, people played who play Dota probably no, 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 not talking about it. I want to hear this it's part. The, the, tent- the tentacles come out of the ground and then like shoot people up and then they are dazed for a few seconds. Okay. And during that precious few seconds, all the other guys on my team can come in and just swoop down and start picking people off. Great time. And <laughs> basically it's great time. Yes. But like, you know, it's cool because, you know, you there's never a 100% victory in Dota. You know, people can always come back. There could always be a guy hiding in the jungle, coming out, and then just, like... Doing the same thing. You know, changing the tide. It's so cool. It's like there's this back and forth going. And, like, I have a new found love for this game. And it's You're just, actually enjoying spectating y- matches. Yeah. Now, right? Yeah, Where, I was watching Dota games on, on my way to work. Because I still don't understand I'm glad you didn't say while you were working. Yeah, Enough <laughs> to appreciate... How it's played, I like the one thing that I got from watching the last one at, uh, yeah. at Leipzig at Gamescom was that uh, choosing who your opponent cannot choose is yeah. like really important part it of the is game very important. before the game begins, which I thought was really interesting. Is that something you do every match, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess at, at tournament level, at right, least, right. anyway. That's pretty cool. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope I can gain a kind of appreciation for it. what I was watching, even with the, um, the uh, not narration, announce. The announcers yeah. um, didn't really grab me, but I don't know if it's just because I didn't understand it, or I was watching a bad match, or well, the problem is the game is so dense. There's yeah. so much terminology. It's just like you know, the rabbit hole just goes like you'll end up in China. Well, it, there's also <laughs> there's also parts where like people are just like walking around trees and stuff. You know, it's not like a fighting game where it's like the entire the, no. from start to finish. Something exciting Action, is going right, on. Right. There's like resource building and it is, like it is much, laying it, groundwork. Like to compare it to like a live sport, it's it's very much the soccer 
Mm. to like a boxing match that is the fighting game like but it's also like soccer where you don't even see an opponent for like i was thinking more like paintball because i was gonna say though in a sense so that's not that different from capture the flag which you mentioned earlier right i mean Mm -hmm. there's there are points of crazy action but there are also points of just like in the beginning at least where you're sort of like you know making your moves up until the hillside or whatever to get your sniping point or whatever well yeah i mean i guess it's more like starcraft it's it's basically Um, jostling for position right that's what you're doing and that's why like there are lows but there are extremely high highs so you excited about this Uh, yeah i'm actually prime i'm really pumped you know Um, i've only played about eight hours of the game but that's uh, that's one thing i do know about this game is it is like so deep yeah like apparently gabe newell at valve has Mm. like played for plays all the time yeah and has for you know months years whatever and they they all do they still the, the game the game's not out obviously they're still building it but they play like every night still they play the shit out of it and yeah. so what are you playing the beta and deep and deep yeah and I, I, I got a, a beta invite a, a oh. while ago and I'm just now getting into it and like you know the problem is and I wish that the fans would come out and help this you know help improve this is that like learning how to play the game yeah. is hard right. and it, and it's not because well I mean it is kind of because the game doesn't teach you but it is also because the documentation that's out there that's made by the fans uh, is not like user friendly. It's pretty crappy. That happens a lot, right? With yeah. those kind of games. Like if you're looking for straight data, they got that in spades and that's great. But like how, teaching you how to play the game, it's like you're you're reading a book. You know, and like so maybe, entre- yeah. maybe those resources are out there and we should ask people who are listening to this if they have them. Definitely, definitely let us know because they, they, they could be out there. But I... My impression of the community is more so even than the fighting game community is that it is very insular and it is a very like, well, if you suck, you're going to bring our whole team down. Yeah, people will leave the game on you really quickly. I see like big potential here for like a nerd entrepreneur, though, to like go out there and actually make a guide that would be useful. I mean, the same goes for like RPG facts and stuff like people write these like crazy long, like 50,000 word facts where they could be just like saying do this, 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 this and this. And people would like be happy to have that. Yeah. Games like this sound like they're perfect. Well, the thing about Dota 2 is that they are there is a learn button in Dota 2. There's nothing there yet, but there will be. (laughs) So I was going to say. Valve is aware of this problem. Yes. Like, I have talked specifically about this problem to people who yeah. work at Valve, and they're like, yes, we know. I and cannot also, wait for that button to actually have stuff. Uh, not, mm. not even specifically that, but I, but also just me being like, you know, I wanted to watch and enjoy spectating that, yeah. and, and right. I couldn't. And, right. and they were like, we know that too. And Do we know what that button's going to do? That's in the works. <laughs> well, it's just going to, I'm, I'm sure it's going to have tutorials up the wazoo. Um, all right. So are we taking a break? I guess. Uh, we're, yeah, we're closing up to two hours. We're at two hours. So taking a break is kind of pointless. Yeah. Let's power through. Let's do it. Okay. Um, we'll wait till John for that. Um, Sony shares dropped to 31 year low in Japan. That's not good. 19 yeah. year low in the I mean, US. when you think about Ouch. that, Brendan and I were not even born when this happened last. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, it dropped 7%. It's just in Japan, like, not in the US, by the way. <laughs> well, still. We're, we're not 18. <laughs> Kind of a rough time. Um, Kazurai is planning to cut 10,000 employees in the company Reorg. Um, yeah, he, he's saying he has a plan to turn around. So we'll I hope he does. That happens. Actually, why don't we talk about this? We were just talking about Dota so much. Why don't we talk about the uh, oh, lawsuit shit. that was settled between oh, right. <laughs> Blizzard and Valve? So this is like the Blizzard Valve episode. Yeah. Uh, to me, again, completely uneducated pretty ignorant about mm. these matters but just as a casual observer it just seems like valve took 
uh, Blizzard to the cleaners. Like, Basically, yeah. What, what did Valve? What was Valve asking for that they did not get out of this lawsuit? Um, Valve is going to be using Dota two. Um, Blizzard is not going to be using Dota for what they're making. It's going to be called Blizzard All Stars, which I don't think is a very Ouch. great name. Um, but um, was, are we okay? Sorry, your mic was turned around. Sorry. Um, yeah, so they came to an agreement. Um, blah, 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 blah. Basically, yeah, it just seems like they got Valve got everything they want and Blizzard got nothing. Uh, yeah. if, unless I'm reading it wrong, um, feel free to correct me out there. Um, but you know, they both put out the yeah, we can get back to making games, that's what our fans care about. That's cool. I'm not you a big know, fan I like of when Blizzard they say All that Stars, because it's funny because, like, the developer brought up the lawsuit in the first yes, place, the de- developers were not at these like you know right. hearings you know they Clearly were not they didn't waiting have any lawyers they were just going up themselves yeah the <laughs> game was still take, being made nobody has to take meetings for it yeah and, you know i mean that, 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 that's got a point but they did bring it up in the first place right then apparently they didn't get anything they wanted and then they shut it down you know it's like i i love blizzard but you you really it's your fault you should you had this fucking huge thing you sat on it yeah and they should have just grabbed it yeah. le- legally <laughs> Yeah. Blizzard's in a weird position where they like they don't even have time. It's almost like a Nintendo where they don't even yeah. have time to make all of the franchises. I mean, how long did it take them for Diablo? Twelve years? Yeah, twelve years. I know. They don't even have time. You don't even have time to get to all of the IP and <coughs> money they could be making. Basically. Yeah. Um, speaking of Activision and lawsuits, um, a bunch of stuff came out about the Infinity Ward stuff. This is just kind of good, uh, interesting uh, theater. Dirt, basically. Um, one thing is the forty-two million paid out to the employee group, which is actually only part of the seventy-five to one hundred twenty-five they were asking for, uh, but it is significant. And it wasn't even a settlement; they just decided to do it. Um, I think that was in another story I read that's not included in what I my printout I have here. But they're saying, you know, all the lawyers for the group of employees it was basically suing, as I understand it, for. Uh, royalties on past games sold that they felt were owed to them, plus pretty sizable, um, you know, pain and suffering damages, or whatever. Yeah. Um, damages. They got $42 million, although it was a meaningful payment, is only a small portion of what we're seeking litigation, and um, blah, blah, blah. Isaac said the payment was, that's their lawyer, a cynical attempt to look good before the jury trial. That's a quote. Mm. So that's a pretty good attempt if that's all that is. Activision um, wow. sounds pretty evil right now, huh? You, you yeah. also see how much money is at stake because I forget how many people were uh, in the lawsuit, but it wasn't, it was well under 100. And we're talking about $42 million that wasn't even, Damn. I want to say yeah. it was like, between thirty and fifty, I, I, we got to be making about Call real of Duty money. games. No, <laughs> Do you see it? T- no. Tina X One Up Kickstarter is is now That's community right. manager. Yeah. She's yeah. going to be getting paid. Paid. <laughs> Good <laughs> thing we've always been very nice to her. Yeah. Yes. Maybe we get royalties on um, White Knight Chronicles. <laughs> JJ for you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I feel like we should turn that money down. We'd get more royalties from like the awful music that me and my brother made in high school and put on mp3.com. <laughs> Are you trying to plug that right now? <laughs> no, I don't even think it exists anymore. The, the other thing in uh, Infinity Ward Activision uh, news is this Project Icebreaker, which. Uh, now our colleague, I can call him that, yeah. um, Patrick Klepek at Giant Bomb, who's been pretty much like the source. Our colleague uh, slash son. That's right. Slash crazy little brother, <laughs> Afro. Um, 
pretty much been the source on since the beginning. Um, I can't even remember where he was at the time. Was he at G4. MTV? Oh, he's at G4 yeah. when it's kind of broke. So anyway, he was open about where it came from. It actually came from lawyers for the guys that used to um, head up Infinity Ward that are now um, uh, doing their own thing at Respawn, uh, new unannounced shooter. So this is like kind of crazy just because of the cloak and dagger aspects of it. It was called Project Icebreaker. And basically, it was a initiative by Activision to kind of get dirt on the two main guys heading up the studio that was making their biggest franchise as they were making it. This is just prior to Modern Warfare 2's launch. So uh, I think the interesting thing is kind of points to a how sordid and, you know, um, what's the word? Um, antagonistic. Oh, okay. Well, and fucked up, sure, JJ. <laughs> if you want to curse so much. Who's talking? Anyway, how bad their relationship has been for so long. Um, there's a lot of interesting details in the story. You should check it out on, on Giant Bomb. But, um, you know, he got a hold of the depositions. He actually posted them uh, in full. Um, there's a lot of, like, Try, you know, asking IT people to gain access to their email or their voicemail and yeah, not find out sorted. that it happened. Um, apparently, there was also some evidence to try to like correct their kind of shitty relationship, but mostly it was uh, kind of dig up bad stuff and not let them know that it had happened. So, I mean, it's like it's like straight out of the TV movie version because mm. there's like, yes, this comes directly from Bobby Kotick, you know, <laughs> and and then there's people saying, no, that really wasn't happening anyway. It's totally what, days of our lives. When they it do is. make the made for TV movie, I hope yes. Bobby Kotick t- uh, plays, plays himself. himself. Yeah, who did he, he play in, recently? He, he was in uh, Moneyball. That's right. All right. Um, who else would play him? Maybe that Val Jonah Kilmer. Hill grimace he got a little fatter again. Oh. Jonah Hill, <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah, fat Jonah Hill would right? probably be a good Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Be a good Bobby Kotick. A little, little bit of curly hair. Yeah, He's sure. Pretty much there. <laughs> um, ba-da, 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 ba-da. Gree and DNA phase out complete gotcha sales tactics. So this is a bigger deal than I want to talk about. I'm just prefacing this so it doesn't get too <laughs> right. long. Well, so this is one <laughs> of the things that deal. like really big. This yeah. is a huge deal in Japan. So and explain it first, JJ. Go. So in Japan, um, social gaming is in Japan. In Japan. <laughs> Uh, a l- most social games gaming. We call them social games, but really they're cell yeah, phone games. They're, they're mostly made for cell phones. And there are a lot of card games. And yep. all of these card games have this complete gotcha system in it, which is... Quick uh, footnote. Gotcha is basically like... Um, how do you call it? that? A capsule machine. Capsule, 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 capsule machines where you, you, you put in the money and you, tur- and you twist and one of the toys comes out and you hopefully get the one you want, but right. you probably won't. And <laughs> what a complete, are more rare than others. Right. right. What a complete gotcha is, is a list of like maybe eight or so cards that you can get from a gotcha. And if you get all eight of those cards, you get a super special card. And right. so people were doing this and they were pumping in money and basically how it would work a lot of these games anyway is right. let's say every 24 hours you get one for free yeah but if you pay extra money right you get a chance at maybe you know you buy three more chances or maybe in the, in the uh, amount the percentage odds that what you are going to get is going to be a rare or a super rare or like an ultra rare there's all these different tiers right is is higher right and right. so it in that increases so you ended up getting these Almost like whales. I've heard that the, 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 the Japanese industry 
thrives on these and everybody's yeah. making money. You get these what they call whales in a casino, which are people that just spend a shitload of money. Yep, right. And so the average person might not be spending a lot, but you get a lot of these people that get really right. addicted in the same way kind of you do with gambling, mm. chasing after shit. I got six of the eight things that I need to complete the set right. and get the super duper ultra mega card, right. which is a pretty shitty way of... of Having people play your game, I think, in all of our opinion, probably. Yeah, and right. you know, it's not um, a game anymore. There's actually a simulator online where you can kind of see for yourself how it all plays out and how much it costs. Right. And uh, heard like, about this? It's kind of randomized in the same. Right. It's using the same odds. Right. So even at like something like five percent, in the end of the day, you're spending. You know, almost a hundred thousand dollars. I really, I heard, I heard it was a few thousand dollars to get some of the gotcha. Like, like somebody who did it did it a couple times. One was like three thousand dollars. One was oh, like way five thousand dollars. Ten, tens of thousands of dollars, easy. Uh, and this is all to get like a thirty-seven KB piece of art. Right. That is, <laughs> I don't even have words. They do affect the gameplay depending on the game. Yeah, but, but like still. the gameplay in these games is. There, it's it's, it's anti gameplay. You're pressing you're right. the go button. No, you're absolutely but it's, right. You're but absolutely it's, right. It's, it's just you could buy a date for that money, loser. It's just the <laughs> <laughs> it's the extreme end of something that I think we all probably take part in, though, which is sure. hey, if you spend a little bit of money when you play with your friends, or you spend a little bit of your time, right? When you play with your friends in Fantasy Star or WoW or whatever, you have like the Wings, you know, in yeah, Diablo, right, you right. have the Opa Opa Mag in Fantasy Star Online. You have the this, that, that. A lot of it is people wouldn't be buying this stuff if they're not showing it off to other people. Right, but right. these games are very social. Well, you're the, playing the one problem with that is at least in the game, the examples you're giving, there's still skill involved in the game, and mm. you still have to use that, and those things are still effective as far as gameplay. In this game, there is no gameplay. Right, right. and actually, <laughs> yeah, the thing about point. this is, and like, and, and this is is true for Diablo, but in Diablo, you're not paying for it. Um, these games activate the same kind of feelings and and part of the brain that gambling does of course they and do. that's why people can sense. get addicted and that's why you know people well, can they spend use models that were uh, yeah it's not a secret they yeah. use a lot of models that are like based on psychology done from like addicting you know rats to right. things it's like you don't you don't get as effective behavior uh people to repeat behavior as much if you reward them the same right. every single time right. when they do stuff right you do it randomly they, that they, actually they fooled me. Like, I mean, I wasn't really following this in the first place, and I wasn't interested, but I never once thought, like, oh, potentially something, you know, like, kind of gambling was going on here, and then all of a sudden, you know, the news broke. So it, it is weird, because you say, you know, it, it's kind of like gambling. Anyway, I think we explain it enough. People can yeah, make their, sure. draw their own conclusions. Right. But whatever happened, there were some rumblings that the government was going to get involved here yes. in Japan and kind of outlaw this. And ahead of that, um, Gree and DNA, the two biggest... Uh, People Mobile who writers and, yeah. and also Konami and all the other people yeah. who and we've heard you know Sega, as well. Sega yeah. with PSO two a lot of people had this kind of stuff planned all said you know what okay we're going to take this out and um, they're asking third parties to do the same that put stuff out on their platforms and it their, their stocks took a hit and mm. everything took a hit and people are just kind of 
I mean, it is a big deal no matter what, but the extent of how big of a deal it is um, is yet to be seen. But um, if you looked at, I, I think I saw the 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 stock pro, um, profile for Gree on yeah. the day that news came yes. out. It was a sheer cliff. It actually it, dropped just error, on the news that it might will. happen. Yeah. It was yeah. 20, 20% or something like that. It there. was huge. But so stock price is all perception though, right? So That's true. That, that, that could come back if people do still make money, but I will be very interested to see... Because these guys are making tons of money. They're so profitable. They're made by tiny teams. Even Konami here in Japan. You know, it's actually what they have is they have like this this kind of framework, and all you have to do is plug in the pictures, and the game is made for you. Yeah, it's it's really. Yeah, so I think uh, the evil. point you were getting at though is we're gonna we're probably gonna find out now how profitable they really are we'll versus find how out. much of it was just this kind of gambling aspect right, that people right. were you know mm-hmm. and also into. maybe they'll look closer at different aspects of these games too and see yeah. how they are making money. I mean, it's a interesting time, but uh, yeah, I don't think any of us here at least feel bad for not at all DNA and this specific practice at least anyway right. is like I, I mean you could make some kind of. Um, liberty kind of argument, which is like, well, if people are that dumb to do it, like they know what they're getting into, they know what they're spending, yeah, but whatever. The, ki- ki- kids don't, right? That's, the this thing. Is That's the real true. Problem. But I, the kids playing these games, yeah. these games are built to your cell phone, and the kids that are too dumb to know that, <laughs> right? No, but you feel like the bottom, the bottom kids know that from... they just don't think that. You know, I don't know if the kids are the ones. Out from this there there, anyway. there are, are reports of kids who have spent that, right? You know, and there's the, of there's the simple fact stuff. that gambling, for the most part, with various loopholes, of course, is for the most part illegal in Japan. So if you can make a legitimate argument that this is a form of gambling, then they're done. There's yeah. nothing they can do about it. I think the gambling part would be you would have to be able to sell it back afterwards somehow, right? And I mean, let's not even talk about pachinko because that basically that, that was is, the loophole I was talking. Yeah, about. <laughs> legalized gambling. But but as far as I know, you're not selling these rare. That's unable right. to transfer do or sell them. these rare cards. No, but, actually, you I, at one point I don't think you can anymore. But people were selling them on Yahoo auctions for exorbitant amounts of money. Uh, okay, well, well then we're getting into areas that we're not sure about. Though, yeah, so right. We should stop talking about it. No, they no, they were definitely doing that. Really? Yes. Okay, I'll believe you. Yeah, I wish to believe you. Um, JJ, in- who uh, who recently lost seventeen thousand followers on Twitter, that's would, right. <laughs> would you piss off, JJ? Almost your nickname. You want to tell that story real fast? So, like, I wake up last week, last Saturday or something, and like, I check my followers because you know the giant bomb thing has started. I was like, okay, maybe I got some. Maybe new I followers. got popular. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you didn't have the thing on your cell phone though, where it rings you every time you get a new follower. Oh, God, I hope not. Jesus, no, that would have no. been hilarious. Your phone. I, you know, I I you like melted. my followers. I have. I feel like I, most of my followers. Followers are real people, and they follow me because they like me. Most, For those of you who aren't real, we're sorry. I'm, I'm, I, and I really am appreciative of that. And uh, so I checked just, you know, really on a whim, and I was like at 3,500, and I was like, wow, I gained like 2,000 followers overnight. overnight. <laughs> and um, that was cool, and I tweeted about it. I was like, okay, all you new followers, and then like Wario Did you, not, you, didn't, you didn't even stop to think maybe this well, is... Well, I didn't, I didn't look. I thought maybe it was just a giant bomb butt. Bump. <laughs> wow. And, that would have um, been amazing. Yeah. And, um, well, they have a, I don't know how big they no, are. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, and then Wario 64 is like, are you sure? And they're not bots. And I'm like, and I go and check to see all the people who are following me. 
And, you know, actually, when I went to go check, I was up another 500 followers. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is odd. And, and all their um, profiles are like the same. Right. Too, and yeah. I look at the profiles and they're like, bacon expert. Gar- <laughs> bacon, bacon guru. Bacon ninja. You know? <laughs> I love the fact that they're not just bots. They're really bizarre bots. Yeah. It's they're not, just it's like not the I want to have a good time. Bot. And like and you look at their feed and it's always like these really bizarre quotes. Like, you know, like, they, they're all, like, philosophical but bad philosophy. It's just really stupid. And, like, throughout the day, I'm just watching this. And, like, it's going up 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. And then it eventually stops at 18,500. <laughs> In, like, the course of, like, tw- 24 hours. 24 hours. And I'm just like, I have more followers than anybody I know. <laughs> like, I bet I have more followers than, like... Some, you should have some some, some D list actors. Knowing what was happening there, you should Dante have gone. Carver, you you should have gone followers. and tried to get the little blue like uh, you know verified, verified yeah. thing <laughs> while you had like I am. Justin that would be Epperson. awesome. That would be that would, that would have been awesome. I'm just sitting there like, what is going on? And so you know, I actually yeah, sent in a help request to Twitter, and I was like, I, you know, these bots are following me. I. I don't want them there. Like you know, you tried to command them to follow other people, but it didn't work. <laughs> right, actually, yeah, I did. My my ar- my bot army of uh, like the hipster, 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 hipster women, because they all had like hip, hipster girl uh, avatars. Um, you tried to use them for the forces of good. Right, you tried to get them to follow Alan. Right, and uh, so I like I emailed Twitter. I'm like, can you guys help me? They never emailed me back, but eventually though they started to dis- disappear. And because now Twitter works in mysterious on. ways. Well, because I think what it is. What happened? Well, I, 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 I caught a trend. I t- mentioned. I, I think it's Dota related. It may be like, Dota related. I don't know. But um, I found fuck, it. Man. I found. Buckle the fuck up because <laughs> you just talked about Dota for like. <laughs> I know. An hour. Hour. I, I, I found. I found a article on <laughs> on the interwebs with a guy that was kind of talking about it, and he said that like if you follow them, then they'll just start spamming the shit out of you. If you follow uh, them back, I mean. Yeah. But if you don't do anything, eventually they just start to disappear. It's and, like a swarm of bees. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, like a swarm of bees. That, like, and I didn't, and then they just eventually disappeared. And now you're down to like 2,000 or something. Oh, I'm back to like 1,500 or something. Like my my old count. Wow. All right, why, yeah. did, why did we? How do we start talking about? That? Actually, I, I I brought it up because I had mentioned it on Twitter earlier today. That we'll oh, tell the, the, right. the, the sort okay. of story. Well, yeah. people so, who don't do Twitter probably are like, well, who the fuck cares? But who doesn't do Twitter? I don't know. Eh, people don't. Yeah. Segue here into just imagine that there's some kind of segue here into talking about THQ <laughs> about uh, losing money. numbers going down. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Your nice. Twitter followers oh. were dropped by a third. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah, a devil's third, perhaps. Maybe Something we'll have like you host the E3 episode. Ooh, um, okay, nice. maybe not. <laughs> so yeah, THQ still not doing so hot. Um, they had to lay off some employees. They have like a million Udraw tablets in a warehouse somewhere <laughs> still. Um, they talk uh, about that I, on the bomb. Uh, by the way, I um, love the image that uh, Joystick used for this article, which was yeah. like a unicorn. Yeah, um, is this, I think this is maybe the U draw. This is like interface. this. This interface is like a you know like Corel <laughs> draw <laughs> interface from like 1993. <laughs> um, anyway, we laugh at people losing their jobs and yeah. their amounts of money and warehouses full of U draw tablets. <laughs> but um, part it's of late. that we're getting late. that they announced, and I'm not sure the reasoning behind this exactly, but THQ president and CEO Brian Farrell, I think it's Brian Farrell, that, said Devil's Third no longer fits the publisher's, quote, profitability profile. 
Um, the profitability profile for Devil's Third no longer met our internal threshold, and we are currently in discussions with third parties regarding the future of this title. Mm. So basically, they announced. I mean, this is how I'm reading it. Maybe yeah. is this something that I'm not catching? Like, this thing isn't going to make enough money for us. So we want to sell it to somebody. Yeah, except they just use really fancy language to hope that maybe you didn't quite get that. I don't know. Out of the seems like a weird way to put the word out that you. It's got to be something where their shareholders are like have them against the wall or something, and they have to have have some something about it. I think so because why else would you say that? Because you're not going to get any buyers like telling everybody you're ditching this thing because it's not profitable. Yeah, it's like my car is like broken down and I couldn't sell it at the dealerships uh, for very much money. So anybody out there? Want to, want to buy yeah, it? Pretty much. <laughs> he did say, um, you know, that yen appreciation is a big part of what um, was a big factor in it. Maybe they're trying to sell it to like Japanese mm. publisher. They they think don't think read sell English it to Greece. Sell it to Greece. There you go. <laughs> um, but um, you know, they said there were a couple unforeseen events that happened during the development of Devil's Third. One was that uh, Valhalla, the developer with uh, where. Itagaki uh, works at, if you know him, um, was using a company that they were, whose engine they were using for the game went out of business. So they had to assist getting a new engine that took time and money. The other thing was appreciation of the yen. Um, They think it's still an excellent franchise. They've enjoyed working with Itagaki and they're going to explore other opportunities with him and make sure other, uh, to make sure this Sorry, to explore other opportunities with him and others to make sure this product comes to market. So, yeah. So, are we going to see Devil's Third at E3? In Probably some form? not. From somebody? I, I wish I cared. I don't I hope I don't Atlas know. buys it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Atlas could never buy it. <laughs> what? If it costs I think it's a little much. joke, JJ had with himself. Dude, that I'm, put the show on the road. Like when that, when the show goes past two hours, my brain's yeah, just a little punch drunk, a little yeah. giddy. Yeah. Well, we can close it out. Uh, last few random things: Zevius Sprite with like giant Sprite logos oh, in the background God. of Zevius. Uh, <laughs> what? That's just kind of weird. That's just, yeah. It's a flash game. Um, you can probably find it online. Level five CEO asked the world, "Would you play a Zuma Eleven MMORPG?" Brandon? I would. Yeah, I would. We, we Pretty sure you're the only one. Talk about Dairy Queen at all? We were going to do that, but were we? Uh, maybe we won't. Yeah. And uh, where was it? It was in here somewhere, but um, apparently not going to be a Kid Icarus sequel anytime soon, at least from uh the developer of the last one sort of well, sure they're working on smash brothers right yeah. and and yeah developer um i could Masahiro see a remake Sakurai. but they covered they touched so many bases in this game it's like i i don't even see where they could go with a sequel you don't think oh a sequel i was thinking maybe they could make a wii u version well yeah sure with but controls that aren't terrible. shut up uh <laughs> let's not go there uh but yeah like uh, if you if you finish the game, you know that's like okay. There's nowhere they can. Everybody go. dies. I got you. Oh, it's close. <laughs> what? <laughs> Spoilers. Dude, no, it's, 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 it's not. If I ever play that game and you just spoil it, are you really gonna be? I just said, if come on, I ever you're, play that, you're not. So what? I get pissed at plenty of things that I'll probably never watch or play. <laughs> and if somebody spoils them. I don't have the choice anymore. So yeah. you, took you don't need my choice to be there's, pissed. There's there no. Don't worry. Right, you just say no more, JJ. Yeah, You've been known to like ruin things. Everybody stop doesn't. Know. Know. Shut up. Cut his mic. Yes. All right. <laughs> on that note, that. even though you're in charge of the yeah, mic, yeah, I was going to say, JJ controls. I can mic. do that now. Actually, I have the I have the power to cut at least Brendan and John's mics off. <laughs> Good. Not mine though. Yeah. All right. But anyway, we're all going to shut up uh, yes. now um, and go do other stuff. So, 
Uh, give us, give everybody the final bunch of information that everybody probably skips and stops the podcast instead of listening. <laughs> Who wants to do it? Go. Uh, that's usually John. Oh, God. All right. Uh, eight, you can find us on the web, 8-4.jp. Uh, like us on Facebook at 8-4-play. Uh, our new home our new home giantbomb.com giant which you very our numbers much. are up which is awesome but nice. and, and the response has been super enthusiastic yes. you guys are awesome thanks we for like listening. the feedback there post comments on yeah. the giant bomb board please yeah every time the episode goes up on giant bomb there's like a big list of comments underneath that you can contribute to yeah. we've also got the gaff thread which jj is doing his best to make hate us but we the rest of us still love you uh what else is there there's our twitter <laughs> 84 play uh there's our individual twitters i am at john tv i'm at mark MacD. S P R S K Brendan Brendan Beyond uh, and Hiroko who's not with us is Hiroko eight uh, four. Next episode will be our pre E three episode. That's I won't right. I won't be here unless I Skype in. But you guys will be talking pre E three. But we'll be able to finally talk about what we've been not able to talk about that we've been hinting at for a long time. We've That's got an right. announcement coming up. This is it Monday. Yes. Keep Sunday an eye on our Twitters in America, in and things. Keep an eye on the sky and it's, it's a Japan. Right. It's a Japan centric announcement, but it's a cool one and it's exciting. Actually, Indeed. there's stuff. Part of it is is, is world. Yes, we'll there's something for you. Other countries. Yes, trusty eight four listener. There's a way for you to support us as well. So, um, to so yeah, I think that's about it. Um, thanks for listening, as always, and Ryan would be the one to take us out, but since he took off and yeah. we didn't. Record ahead of time. Uh, who wants to go? Do it. America still needs your help. What the hell is that? That's Captain America and the Avengers. But why? Because I was watching <laughs> videos of it recently. <laughs> Good what? enough for me. So yeah, yeah, that, 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 ship it. that <laughs> Avengers movie is popular. Thank you, Wonder Man. You cannot escape. Oh, you will be the one escaping. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Un, deux, trois, quatre. Ceramic knives, knives of the world. Zirconia ceramic knives, never rust, color unchanged, healthy and environmental product. Can keep original taste and color of food when cutting vegetables, fruit or meat. 
This is a seven-inch black mirror blade ceramic knife, beautiful and sharp, called ceramic steel. Sha, and the serious advantages for modern kitchen rooms. Look, you can cut 500 pieces of paper with it completely just for once. To cut potatoes, the slices will not be melt on soup. Cutting fruit with ceramic knives, the fruit will not be black forever, just like steel knives cutting. Cut well, easy to handle. For cutting lemon, the lemon chips will be very pure, and also the lemon drink tasty. Our eyes will be stimulated when we use steel knives to cut onion. Even will be tearful. Look, I'm okay. Even I put the onion on my eye now. So ceramic knives have some advantages while steel knives didn't have. If you use a blunt knife to cut a ginger, the ginger chips will not be very smooth. But if you use a ceramic knife, see, just like a piece of paper, very smooth. Whether it to cut gingers chips or small slices, very easy and flexible. For beef, only pour obliquely. You can get every rich and thin beef sun. For soft toe, just like to cut a fruit, so slight, so easy. Look, this is a wood. I use my ceramic knife, just like to cut a potato, softly and easily. Look at the slices. It will be very convenient if you have a ceramic knife at home, multifunctional and non-magnetic. Look, the pieces are so thin. A good tool for business dinner vegetables carving. With a ceramic peeler for this melon, the slices just like transparent paper, tasty and beautiful. People always afraid that ceramic knives cannot be fooled, but King Double ceramic knives will not be damaged so easy. Don't worry for your carelessness. No matter you fall on sideways or vertically, it will be okay still. Nothing damaged. Dear friends, ceramic knives will make your life better. Enjoy your life. Thank you.